Hi, everybody. Phil, the Issues Guy. Thank you so much for your downloads of our podcasts. Really appreciate it. We know we give a lot of attention and a lot of love to the people that check us out live on YouTube on the Phil, the Issues Guy, Phil's Recap and Review YouTube page. And But we really mean so much to me, all the people that are downloading, and I can see the numbers, see that you guys are out there. Thank you so much. I wanted to let you guys know that we do this feedback show, but probably could do it almost every week of the Game of Thrones season. And if you ever want to get your questions or comments in, you can always do that at the voicemail and text line at 781-990-8509. A lot of times during the podcast, you'll hear me shout out some numbers, and that's mainly for the live show. But that number, 781-990-8509 will always be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you ever have a thought about Game of Thrones or about the show and you want it on the feedback show or just want it as a very special message to tell me, please use that number. And you can always also email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. Add us on Facebook at Phil's Recap and Review. Find us on Google Plus in the community, the Friends of Phil community. You can find all this in the description box below on the YouTube videos. But if you, do, if you search Phil's Recap and Review or Phil the Issues Guy on Google, you'll find all of these places. So come join us. Many places to reach us in the feedback show. So if you have your questions and comments you want to get in there, make sure you get it to me because I'd love to get your thoughts. Some of you people that are listening just to the audio cast, some, get some of your thoughts on the show as well. As usual, thank you so much, everybody, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Phil's Recap and Review, the Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 2, The Feedback Show. Welcome to the show. Joe will be with us in a second. He just sprinted off to get some water, but here I am today to talk to you guys all about the Game of Thrones that just happened. This is The Feedback Show, so basically everything we're going to be doing today is things that you guys have either sent us via voicemail, text, I'll jump in the live chat, get your stuff, and we'll also have the live phone line open open and take some calls at some point too if you want to call in the number is still have to look 914-205-5689 again that's 914-205-5689 that's not it you can also leave voicemails 24 hours a day seven days a week at 781-990-8509 jump in the live chat room i'm also have on a separate separate tab have the feedback show tab open in the discord group for anyone that wants to jump in there and yes as i mentioned we have the phone lines open so let's get right into this but i'm not alone with me hey. on this adventure we have joe dirty locks how's it going today joe it well man how you doing i'm doing well buddy any any changes to the way you feel after this episode after a couple days or did you have a chance to watch it again or any any new thoughts about it good or bad I did not watch it again, but oh my God, as far as new thoughts, thoughts that aren't mine, <laughs> I have plenty of new thoughts that from the comments from everybody from our show last uh, on Sunday. There's so much that I didn't think of that, you know, I, I didn't examine fully that other people had these thoughts that, you know, I haven't had time to comment to anything. I've just been so busy reading all the fucking comments and some other things that I got going on, but 
Yeah, There's inc- a lot of new thoughts that I have. Yeah, sure. Incredible. Incredible. And we're going to get to all of that as we get to your feedback. Thank you to everyone that checked out the video, everyone that watched it live, that we were streaming, and everyone that's commented on it since then. I, we try to get back, or I, me and Joe, between the two of us, we try to get back to as many comments as we can. If you took the time to leave a comment and share your thoughts, it's really awesome to get to interact and just hear so many different people's perspectives on what we get to see, to come at it from new fucking perspectives and things like that. So, but today, is all about the voicemails, the text, some specific comments I plucked out here and there in the live chat. So we're going to be on for a bit here today, and we're going to try to get to as many of the feedback type questions as possible. So if you want to reach us, you know how to reach us. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Please please uh, also subscribe to the audio podcast. If you're into audio podcasts, you can find that at Phil's Recap and Review. If you search that on iTunes or whatever your eye, ca- your eye fuck it, your pod catching bullshit is. You have a net, you're out there. I gotta catch some pods out there in the world. Where the fuck some pods? So wherever you're doing that, make sure. But obviously, I forgot the most important motherfuckers in the world. The motherfucker live chat. We got Craft Mama. Please subscribe to Craft Mama's channel. We have Ren Renwood, Sam, Blood Raven's in there. Holy shit, Blood Raven. We knew you weren't stuck in that tree oh may the fourth oh and i forgot may the fourth be with everyone in the motherfucking chat all star wars fans may the fourth be with all of you dakota's in the chat we have so many of our good friends jumping in the live chat we have our buddy am i I the only nerd geek out there that hates this may the fourth shit you you don't like may the fourth joe i I find it push it you think it's pushing it yeah yeah I, i just you know come on (laughs) <laughs> Joe, as usual, throwing ice <laughs> ice water on the hopes and dreams of a million people. No, I hear what you're saying in the sense that we get to a point now where everything has to have a day, and so it's like, oh, this has to have a day. This is uh, p- this is uh, I don't know, having uh, having unprotected sex day. This is this day. This is that day. I I get it, but I like it. I I, I have no I have no problem. I with think it. I'd be more down with it if I had maybe heard of this May the Fourth thing before the last I don't know four movies came out. Yeah, and for- it was still and it was still like uh you know like this awesome trilogy that that happened 25 years ago that you know you know at the time he you know, says it just, he it says more set, you know uh, people are people wanting me to mute you now joe he says uh joe that's blasphemy fine. no 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 fine. i have too much respect for me for, for the force for may the fourth uh, ha- having anything you don't like alliteration joe you, joe fourth, you're such you're really su- fourth, joe you're such fourth, a gargamel come on joe come you're on, such a gargamel you don't like alliteration you don't like things that sound uh, dude, the same dude, dude it has the fourth in the force come on they don't even think okay they have four come on no the, okay Just no joe with Just his fucking no joe with his usual come on defense so here we go guys let's continue let's get into the the what what's your real reasoning come on okay that's that's good reasoning good your your reasoning of come on makes sense joe okay so let's get to our first voicemail of the day here we go this is from san santa marina california welcome to the show here we go uh joe is more of the may 5th kind of guy he's a sith like that says len today is today is my mom's birthday happy birthday to he mom era known it's an old memory but check it but uh it checks out uh hey guys hey hannah welcome uh welcome sam was on your side i'm not a big star wars fan either joe's just down on anything star wars after that movie he just i I love the first three movies yeah yeah you're living in the past no i'm kidding i love that i love those movies too okay so let's get to our first voicemail and keep things to game of thrones here so uh our first is from uh from california let's check this out hey phil how's it going this even out here uh, on the West Coast hey, um, in California. 
been a fan of you guys uh, since the beginning of uh, season four. I think that's when you guys just uh, started doing it for Game of Thrones. Uh, you guys do a great job, you, Joe, and Katie. Carmine's been awesome uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts quickly on Sansa. Uh, if you think she's going to make it to the wall, which basically right now would mean a stark reunion, uh, which would be huge. I want to get your comments on that and if you what other stark reunions are possible. So let's I'm going to play the rest of that message. But before it gets into other questions and we don't answer the first part of the question, I do think that Sansa is going to be heading toward the towards the wall. That makes the most sense. I I personally think that that's where we're heading this season, that we're going to get some sort of reunion or not reunion, finally meeting. Because I can't remember if they ever really shared a scene together, except they were both in a scene. But obviously they knew each other. We're going to get we're going to get John and Sansa meeting each other this season. I I think at least that's from my perspective. I think it's leading to that leading that direction. And then we're going to get to questions like this later. Then Ramsey via the show's version of pink letter bastard letter thing is going to send something to the wall to say, bring me back my fucking sister, asshole. Uh, bring me back my wife, you fucking asshole. And, or I'm going to come up there and kill you. And John's going to go fuck you bitch and take this wildling army and march on Winterfell and take fucking Winterfell back. That's how I see it going down. It could go a lot of different ways, but that's my perspective. Uh, Joe, do you, uh, do you think John and Sansa will meet this season again? Oh yeah. I, I think she's straight away. That's the only place for her to go right now. Um, if she's smart or if Brienne's smart or Podrick's smart, they know that they can't trust a single house in the North because they'll all take, look for favor from the Boltons and from the King and all that shit at this point. So the only place they have to go is straight to the fucking wall. Yeah. This makes this all in all, everything that happened with Ramsey makes the, makes the telltale game even better. Getting to see if people haven't played or at least watched through the Telltale game, you can see Joe on Dirty Issues Gaming play through the uh, play through the Telltale game. But you get a lot more insight of Ramsey, and you see how many houses of the North kind of just rallied quickly to his side and quickly will do anything Ramsey says. So it's and he's not even the Warden of the North at that point yet. But you can almost see more of the reasoning through the game. It's so weird that backs up why he might take a chance like this because he has because he's the one in the street making the moves in the North where Roos has been. He's made so many moves, right, that uh, that he's had Roos's backing, who had the King's backing and the Frey's backing and some of the other houses. And he's made so many moves throughout uh, time that we haven't seen on the show that, you know, the game gets into or or whatnot that that uh it makes it easy to see that that yeah like phil like you say that that he can make a move on Roos and maybe get away with it because he's got so many of the other houses yeah. in the north absolutely feared people in the chat room battle Fearing of the him. bastards yes yeah. after they realize their cousins not brothers and sisters they could get it on says era note sim says yeah podrick would definitely know that stuff he's good with politics blood raven blood raven scare me in the chat right now talking to trees i thought a come and see in the trailer was a hint to the pink letter who knows i thought the same thing as well blood raven critch says we know someone makes sansa wear that or stark dress for sansa to wear or rick and he wants to save it we'll talk about rick in a little bit later sam says yeah he has that bastard at the uh point of the game still uh miss welcome miss 69 i have a feeling that the umbers and the mandalays are going to betray the boltons they pretend to be allies and turn on ramsey during the battle I i'm hoping for that as well i was talking about that a little bit in the recap the other evening that i'm hoping Hoping that even that there is some trickery afoot with making the Boltons feel, making Ramsey feel like he could do this to Roos, but really it's like, oh, now Ramsey's in charge. We can kill this fucker. He's. I mean, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, there's only like three houses in the North that that uh, wouldn't back any Stark, and that would be 
uh the is it the umbers that got the head chopped off the Karstark, Karstarks. the Karstarks, no, no the Karstarks, the boltons and the phrase and the phrase are kind of riverlands not the north so yeah the the umbers a, the umbers i think when the next episode when we see rick and theoretically being brought or the gift being run i don't buy that the umbers are pro bolton i think it's all all a ruse whether the card starks yeah. are or not a is a ruse. different story altogether all a ruse yeah no fun in, no fun intended but i i think that the umbers are definitely bullshitting when they come bring ramsey a gift the gift is going to be a fucking fray pie or some shit like that i mean I think the, it's theon i still think it's you theon. think it's theon well, because what love do they have for theon yeah no no i hear you i i just i'm almost blindly convinced that the gift's ricken i'm i'm See, i'm yeah. so i'm so convinced it's ricken and uh, like like i like i don't even want to talk about it till we see it because i'm so convinced of it i don't want to get because you could be right it's we were talking about this the other night it, it rationally could be a lot of things but i just to me it that makes the most sense that this is the time where rickon's going to be brought back into the story and he's the he's the to connect to what we see in the trailer earlier with ramsey saying the thing uh you like to play games little man which i think is him talking to so i don't know we'll, we'll have well i'm putting a wait to see attitude on on that right now because you could absolutely be right joe it could be reek but because i do don't think reek is making it back to the iron islands i think he dies and one what way or another games would, like you like to play games little man what games would uh rickon be playing you know no, what fair, i mean like, fair enough fair, fair enough we, we will have to we will have to wait and see about that so let's yeah. jump in the chat room what if the uh, high sparrow is castamere i didn't think it was rickon until i watched the upcoming next week says sam uh, uh yeah, uh, yes, when Ramsey killed Roos and Fat Walter, he broke an alliance with the phrase Walter Frey. Will somehow find out the master of the Boltons didn't uh, dedicate to serving Ramsey. Maester of the Boltons didn't, is, didn't seem dedicated to serving Ramsey. I think Littlefinger... I think it's Littlefinger that's the gift, says Ren Renwood. You like to play games. Uh, you like to play comics. Little. Right? Uh, race, uh, ricey reviews. Yeah, Lauren Ramsey will find out Sansa is with John and Ramsey and use Rickon to get Sansa back. I have a feeling that having Rickon a prisoner could be the reason for John to go to war. Says says getting R. Sansa back would mean nothing if they're giving up Rickon, who would be the Lord of the. Where North. is where is King Kevin Lannister? I think he is in King's Landing. Uh, I'm pretty positive he's in King's Landing somewhere. Duke Chronic says the gift will be Rickon because they're on their way to the last hearth. Uh, oh my God, it would be an amazing gift. Craft moment says I think it's Rickon and John will want to save him Ren that is a good theory that would make sense too I thought the uh, games line was directed at Tyrion says Blood Raven it's it seemed to in the in the trailer the setup was was seemed to be directed to Tyrion but I'm I'm still convinced that was Ramsey's voice it's set no matter how many times no matter how many times I've seen that trailer and listened to that part it sounds like Ramsey's voice to me so I don't know if they were doing some trailer trickery going on so let's 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 listen to uh, before we take the second half of that voicemail. Let's take our first call. This is from area code six zero one. Welcome to the show, caller. What's up, Felix? Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's up, Doug? Hey, great to hear hey, from you, Heath. Oh, I didn't know. Hey guys, uh, just a quick question. Because Ramsey, he just thinks. I, I think he literally thinks off the top of his head. And he doesn't really think about things too much. Pin slaying is such a bad deal. Yeah, dude. In the Seven Kingdoms, do you think that the Manderleys and the Umbers, they don't know that he killed Roos yet, but once they bring Rick in and they find out that he actually killed Roos, do you think that's what turned? Because I don't know if the car starts are going to turn on because they were there. I think they were in on it. But do you think the Manderleys and the Umbers maybe turn on at that part because of the King slaying? And I think that's going to come back to haunting these quick, irrational decisions that he makes. 
ends up coming back to haunt him at that point. Great, co- I think, great. I think co- you're right. I think you're. I think you're right too. And it's he does come off. Carmine often says this, and it's true. And Joe and I had talked about this too. Ramsey is the Joker of Westeros. And am I the kind of guy that looks like I have a plan? He goes a lot on instinct of how he feels in the moment, and he and he just goes. I can do it. I can do anything. He has this in, inherent confidence about himself and cockiness about himself that I don't think he's thinking long term in the way that Roos. Roos did what he did to Rob and all of that because he thought long term benefits for his house. Ramsey did that to Roos because he thought selfishly for his individual self. Selfishly that when you have a baby, I'm useless. And eventually and fuck you, I'm going to kill you because you haven't given me the respect you deserve. Whereas Roos, maybe a quarter with that with Rob, but ultimately Rob's making stupid mistakes. I need to I need to go with the winning side right now. Whereas what Roos was saying. I think also that uh, Roos's last words post or pre-baby were, uh, you know, if you act like a rabid dog or a mad dog or beast, they'll take you up back and they'll, you know. Shoot you. Yeah, they'll treat you like one, and you know, so uh, I think that's what we're going to end up with 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 Ramsey. I think that those words are going to prove to be uh, the final Ramsey fate. Ricey reviews. I'm kind of with you. Ramsey will die. Urine will end up being a main villain apart from the Night's King. I'm kind of thinking they're going to go in that direction too. Welcome, Lady Squee. Welcome, Critch. I saw also saw Amanda pop in there too. Welcome, everybody. I think Roos's line about Mag Dogs would perhaps foreshadowing Ramsey's future, says Bloodraven. Yes, Joe, says Bloodraven. So let's get to the other half of our voicemail. And huge thank you as well to everyone that's been able to join us or is joining us right now live for this feedback show. Like I said, we're going to try to do these every week. Keep it coming. If you guys like this kind of format with us just basically taking questions and not having any real direction to the podcast, if you like this format, please let us know in the comment section. And please let us know if you're listening to the audio podcast too. And if you're listening to the audio podcast later, get your voicemails in at 781-990-8. 8509 so you can get your thoughts in and your questions in as well if you can't join us for our live show so let's listen to the other half of our caller's voicemail for this season um side note uh last week uh, i loved the uh the flashback uh ned liana and hodor that was all awesome get your thoughts on that real quick uh davos with the uh I love that scene. I love seeing that. I'm excited to see more of the Ned flashbacks. I didn't see enough of them to know how much I love the casting for Ned, but it seemed to look pretty good and seemed to sound pretty good. And excuse me, the one line we got in the trailer for next week, it it starts, no, it ends or whatever. I can't do a Ned Stark voice. I thought it was cool. Some part of me in some weird way, some part of oh, me. Oh, it's not over. It's just starting. It's just starting. I, I would want, and so I'm warped in my fucking sick mind that I'd want them to shave down and use digital animation to make Sean Bean look younger. But I, but we, I can't have that. I can't have what I want. So, so I think that they did a very good job. I like seeing that. I like seeing, we didn't talk about it too much because I missed it in the first viewing seeing Roderick Castle there with the big beard which was really fucking cool to see that uh Karma I mentioned this in his review I would have liked to see yeah Brandon Stark there too if they could have had him there so we could have seen all this all the Starks together for the first time uh but but it but it was cool it was it was very awesome scene I look forward to more of that stuff in the future me too big time uh yeah Phil I love this it's really lovely to have a bit of a Q&A awesome okay Ramsey should be uh 
Rims, you should be captioned and sentenced to one one's toilet paper. I fucking love that. Thank you, Ren Renwood. You were fucking awesome. Uh, I did not like how they dumbed down Roos. Book Roos would never let himself uh, die that way, just like Tony Teflon said. I agree that we talked about that a lot on Sunday evening about how yeah, I do feel like Roos has been changed and from Book Roos to Show Roos. But unlike Stannis, I... And I like Stannis on the show, but I feel like they did. They just took a different choice with Roos and decided to make Ramsay the central point of that focus. And I think it works on a different level. I don't necessarily because I loved how creepy Roos was in the books. And this Roos seems a lot more charming. And I think by just first initial casting where you don't cast someone that's creepy, uncomfortable to watch. If you ever seen the movie Mystery Men? When uh, they, when Pee Wee Herman joins the group, the spleen, and they're all kind of skeeved out by the spleen, but he's on the team anyway. That's how, when I was reading the books, how I always saw Roos as. He's like the spleen of the mystery men of the North battle. Like, okay, oh, the spleen's here. Get him away from me. And he's just all creepy. He just says weird. Of course he is. Married a fray. Like. Yeah, he's just a creepy dude. And I feel like the show didn't uh, make him as creepy. They made him more of a charming, cunning a manipulator like a Tywin or something like that, like a northern Tywin. Well, I think he also has that in the books. He does. It's a good combination of um <coughs> of uh see and, and I think they did this too. I, I think um Peter Baelish is a little bit too sinister. People have said that like, a lot. He <laughs> should be he should be, be likable. Yeah, be. he should be likable. He should be someone that you look at and you want to trust and then secretly turns right. the hat around. Similar, more similar to his character on The Wire. For people that said he should be, he should be uh, Sissetti or whatever his name on The Wire was. Uh, yeah. That he that he seemed like a nice guy, but was really evil behind closed doors. Whereas Littlefinger, anyone that meets him should know. You know, five seconds after meeting, don't trust the shady bastard. Right. <laughs> Book Ramsey. Oh, sorry. And I think I think for the same respect, they kind of altered that with with Roos, and he should be a little bit more slimy and less charming but still just as smart and cunning and uh just as feared uh you gotta yeah. remember he's the guy that raised you know that and there's all that le- hand in raising Ramsey and there's all that leech and all that shit there's all that leech stuff too in the books that's that they didn't add to the show which i thought would have been kind of cool with him with the phrase and the leeching shit and i don't know I, just a lot of cool stuff i don't want to get into be that person but I, I feel like they just took a different take on him and i agree with what you're saying joe he, he, in the book he had that element as well but they just almost similar with Tyrion with the with the way Tyrion looks they were like oh, okay wait, we got Peter Dinklage he's charming he's, he's a beautiful guy we have to we have to make t- we can't give him one uh, one contact lens and chop his nose off and shit like that with Roos same thing they found an actor that they liked and wanted to cast and like he's a charming dude we can't make him like sick and twisted and have Rob freaked out by him and all that sort of stuff so I feel like it was a tv choice uh, but but for, but uh, do you think that Jon Snow will stay as cold as his body when he was dead? He spent all night outside in the cold. I think there is going to be some change in Jon. A lot of people, Dakota specifically, has been talking about kind of slight disappointment that more wasn't built as a reverse to Danny on coming from the ice and a lot of uh, coming out of a funeral pile pyre of some sort, and there wasn't more built into that. And I can understand how some people might feel that that think that John and Danny are both sides of the fire and the ice. That it could have been a bigger thing. I mean, it was awesome for me. I enjoy I enjoyed it, but I see what people are are coming from from that perspective. I do think John's going to change, but I don't think he's going to change as much. I don't think he's going to be touched by the white walker bug you know like part of the ice 
problem or something. I feel like no as well. Uh, when we see him coming back, when we see him waking up, his body goes from blue to a nice, healthy, fleshy color yeah. again. Like he he doesn't stay cold looking. He doesn't stay frozen. His body actually takes color and takes pink again. So I just think he's going to be so. even more confident and even more, a little bit more bloodthirsty and a little bit more just focused on what needs to be done and a little less unsure of himself as if he ever was. I mean, John, yeah, John always had a little aspect of being unsure of himself. I think that's all going to disappear. Some of his memories are going to kind of disappear too, but I don't know if he's going to be fueled by the power of ice or something like that, if, if that's the question that some people are asking. The longer you stay dead, the more you change. It might be different for everyone, says Ricey Reviews. Uh, John should wake up and bone that red woman. Only if she takes a... Welcome, Devin. Only if she she takes off that the thing around her neck. He's got a bang old Mel. She deserves it for what she did for everybody. Honor was a big part of John last season. The next episode is called Oathbreaker. I feel like D&D will quickly want to address any changes to him and change that. Obviously, a lot of people have talked about this. The who will become head of the Night's Watch after John leaves because I don't think anyone believes, at least I don't believe, that John's going to stay as the ruler, uh, that the Night's Watch is going to exist in the form that it exists now. I think maybe Ed will control things. He'll kind of pass off leadership of the Night's Watch to Ed, but but maybe Ed's going to want to stay by his side. So who knows what they the can't. They can't. Anybody who's in the black is in the black, period. That doesn't change. John's None out. Those... John is out. He died. John died. Yeah, That's he's different. Out. That's what I'm saying. Die. I'm just it's, saying on this war that Ed might want to follow him down to fight, but the, fight, fight the war. He he's part of the black. Uh, why do things change? Because John came back from the dead. He was Lord Commander. He died. He's no longer Lord Commander. He's no longer a member of the black if he doesn't want to be, I, I would imagine. Or he can wake up and take the oath again. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Any, anybody that was in the black before he died is still in the black. They still have their oath. How about, they still need to pick a Lord Commander. How about Ollie for Lord Commander in 2016? He's not in making he's asking, making he's, not a, he's, he's making the wall great again with him and Thorn. Hashtag making the wall great again. Yeah. Ollie. Ollie all the way, guys. He's got a lot of screen time lately, so I think he'll but get it. Yeah. I think I, I think Ed's gonna get it. I think Ed's I think gonna, you're right about that. I yeah. think Ed's gonna get it. And John, it John. Joe, you're absolutely right. I, I think, but I do think I guess I feel that the end of the season, one of the big moments at the end of the season is going to be the wall coming down. So I don't want to see Ed die when the wall comes crashing fucking down and is the first line that the White Walkers fucking kill. He's I want the Lord Commander that, that the wall falls. Yeah, down. I don't want to. I don't want to see that shit happen. Said it's a fucking dark day when De Dolores Ed's controlling the wall. I I just don't. I love Ed so much. I want to see him by John's side the whole time. I want to see him become become. Uh, was it Rory Castle, the, uh, the the guy that was always by Ned's side through everything? The, uh, yeah. uh, the Roderick. Uh, not Roderick, the other guy, the younger one, the one that uh, the, was in the whorehouse in season one, and oh, right. the that, one that, that Jamie, the one that Jamie kills. Uh, it's a sh uh, the Lord Commander gets stabbed by their own men. Yeah, it keeps happening, Devin. This is the second time this shit's happened. They act like it's such a surprise. Fucking Night's Watch ass fucks in Craster's Keep killed right. and, fucking and, the bear. And the, and the thing was, is all those people have to die. So they went out and they went and killed them all, which is, uh, yeah, sorry, Thorn, all you people have to die now. Like that's, you just sent out a, a troop of people to go hunt down the people that killed our Lord Commander Bear. Big Kevson. You I'm, think that you can get away with this? Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Rory Castle. I was right. Fuck the Night's Watch. Rory. Let the free folk get all the castles. They've earned it. They earned it. 
Give those fucking Night's Watch guys the rest of the castle. They own that shit. Throw the sand snakes off the wall, too. And, and watch the little puff go up like Wile E. Coyote getting thrown off by the fucking roadrunner. Knowing Ed, he'd be like, oh, great. The first commander to die by the wall itself. Oh, fucking great. Uh, get someone, someone, uh, get, uh, get, what's his name? Get, uh, Jora over to the wall to spend his remaining years till he turns into a stone man in, as, uh, running the wall. Uh, I think I just think the wall's coming down, and whoever's there is gonna die. Someone said I think Ren said Tormund for uh, running the wall. I'd be okay with that as well. So let's let's listen to the last of this voicemail here. With your uh, your big city lawyer uh, last week with Mal, uh, maybe more appropriate would have been a new Rockney. Uh, <laughs> No, very true. Talking about talking about Davos. Usually he's the I'm Davos. I'm no big city lawyer, but I think you know. In this one, he gave Mel the the Al Pacino speech from from uh, any given Sunday. You know the yards that you get every day, Mel. When I saw you, who are who are Mel? I saw you bring people back to life. You taught me about miracles, Mel. Oh my God! Bring Jon Snow the fuck back and kill Ollie. Use him as toilet paper for one one. Do it now! And uh, Davos gives the great big speech, and it's awesome. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Leave her alone. I found uh, it wire weird that they killed off the old king almost at the same time. They better have some good reason for doing this. Uh, welcome, Unique Williams. I love the show, too. Uh, ratchet, wildling, pussy. Gross, gross. Ed knows about the White Walkers firsthand. It would be the perfect Lord Commander. Uh, greetings, chat room. Greetings, Sam Samantha. Great to hear you. Shout out to Samantha. Great. Samantha's good people. Very good people. Lord Commander gets stabbed by their own man. Yeah, it's a shit fucking job. HBO actually released images. Go to Watchers in the Wall to see it. Ooh. But, uh, you have... I don't know if it's going to let you, Blood Raven, just because sometimes YouTube blocks that bullshit. But feel free to share links to that stuff in the chat room below if people are curious. Just like, one more thing about Roos's death, Sam says. Uh, the way they shot it was awesome because it made it not clear who was being stabbed. The facial expression of Roos started coughing. So at first, I thought he stabbed Ramsey. I, someone said that in the chat room, too. I liked Ramsey's expression after he stabbed him. It was very, it was very, um... Like it looked like it hurt him to do that in some way. Joe, did you have? The, sorry, I might have cut you off. No, I don't think it hurt him. I think he loved doing it. You think he loved it? Think he got off? Think he got high on it? Yeah, dude, there's no part of him that has remorse for any of this shit. There isn't. There, it's not there. Any bit of it that you see is an act. Huge shout actor, out, Enrique. <laughs> like it's not, and it's, and it would be the person himself acting like he, there is any kind of remorse. There's none. There's zero. Like. He kills, he enjoys it. It doesn't matter who he kills. He watches babies get ripped apart by dogs. Come on. He doesn't care that his dad's dying. He doesn't care that he had to do it to his dad. He's wanted to do it since he was 10. Hello, B-Trax. Hello. Hello, Enrique Williams. Welcome. Huge shout out. Thank you for checking in from work. Uh, great to see all of you guys. I agree, Sam, when Rims, Rimsy had that face. I was like, yes, good for you, Roos. Damn, that SOP did it. I don't know what Rimsy waited so long to kill him. As soon as I had wed Sansa, I, Sansa, I would have unleashed the hounds on Walter and Roos. Right. <laughs> says, uh, says Carol Pop in the Discord group. Hello, Samantha. Uh, Sam says he still cares about his father because he always tries to please him and be his golden child. I want to get to one 
thing that I read Timo wrote, wrote that I think is hilarious. Hey, had another thought in defense of Ramsey killing the baby. I love when conversations start out like that. Think about it. He probably did that kid a favor growing up in Westeros. It's pretty fucking dangerous. He could have been tortured, had his dick cut off, had his head smeared into a white. Oh, Possibilities are endless, not to mention related to Walter Frey. That, that, that's a curse by itself. Ramsey was kind of looking out for the kid. He didn't want the kid to suffer through his life. Uh, that's the best I can do, guys. <laughs> so that's from Timo defending Ramsey. I, I like it, Timo. Your commitment to Ramsey is amazing, Timo. I love it. Oh, gosh. Glad you guys are reviewing a show like Fear the Walk. Whoa, but Game of Thrones. What? That was big Kev. Big Kev. I liked episode three just for that whatever it was worth. I didn't really love one or two or four, but I liked episode three. I'll say that uh, for anyone who's curious about that. Uh, Blood Raven, the main image of Davos seeing, presumably John, do you guys think it'll be the first one to see him alive except for Ghost, of course? I That is a good question. I wonder how that's all going to manifest itself, how John's going to basically actually come alive, how he's going to jump in the, who's the first person he's going to talk to, all that sort of shit. Okay, let's take another caller here. This one is from Arizona. Welcome, Arizona. You don't know who I am. But I know who you are. <laughs> this is Rusty Shackleford. Oh no, Rusty! He's my he's my high he's my junior high school bully. Rusty, how do you know? You motherfucker, you found me. I thought you became some artist, some hoity tooty douchebag artist that makes crappy paintings when you used to be the running back for the football team. Fuck! It's you, it's you, it's you. And I'm calling Phil the issue guy. About that Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, seriously, this is your local Corbett here. Uh, <laughs> hello, Katie Crow. Hello, Joe, my fellow Dreadlock brother. Uh, I just wanted to say that I love your show, Phil. I love you, Katie Crow, and I love you, Joe, because you are the fucking sexiest beast alive with them Dreadlocks. Uh-huh. I got Dreadlocks too, brother. But anyway. Oh, and I just want to say this to Joe. Brother, just because you white don't mean you can't have no dreads. Don't let anybody tell you different. This is from a black guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I got an interesting theory I came across that I want you guys to, you know, hear out. I, you probably guys already heard, already heard it, but what about the theory that Hodor, well, this might spoil. Anyway, Dude. what about the theory that Hodor is actually Liana's horse? <laughs> yeah, I heard a brilliant theory that maybe he warped, lost his mind because he drowned, and now he's a horse because he does like a saddle. Great call, my friend. Great call, my friend. Love the Joe Love. And I don't know about Hodor being the horse and warging into the horse. I could be oh, way shit. off on that. I, I, all I'm saying is I do have heard rumors that the story might change and maybe Hodor was at. I was listening to someone's video. Was it I forget the tower and Lyanna warged you, into Hodor? Or something that, or that Hodor was at the tower and that, and he was in Ned's party and he was actually another survivor of her. They could change that for the show, make him one of the survivors of the Tower of Joy. And he knows about John's parentage, so he was sworn to shut up. So he decided to say Hodor instead for the rest of his life. And then he became uh, obsessed with it or someone got in his mind somehow. I don't know. I don't, it's very interesting that they're putting a little bit more time and effort into the Hodor thing, and they know people like it, so they're putting a little bit more depth into who is Hodor, what's Hodor, all that. I, I, I haven't heard that exact theory. That makes me laugh. My first instinct is to laugh to that. Joe, how about you? I, no, I kind of, like, what if that is, like, I could see him maybe getting injured, brain injured, down at the fucking Tower of Joy or whatever, or, yeah, down at Sunspear or whatever the fuck it is, down at Dorne. I could see maybe Liana, who we 
all have theories as a warg herself maybe wargs into him we know that that's bad being in somebody's brain but you know um i do want to say one thing joe before you go before i scrolls by edward says fuck scumbag liana i'm so bored let my brother beat up the fat kid yeah i mean liana was <laughs> that was the aria in her <laughs> that was the little wise sr did you see hodor how could benjamin have beat him up he's so cute oh i love the flashback scene Bran was so happy that almost as bad as the mirror twin theory says blood or even also good to see Leanna. i wonder what phrase are gonna do to react samantha says when the fuck is ollie gonna die good goddamn fucking question i think it was the bloodhounds in the woods but i agree it looked like rottweilers in the dungeons rex is mine some great fucking shit what is someone goes the f- a horse the fuck yeah. <laughs> horse warging is uh devon's ex- expertise as dakota i think i like roos but this was his fault he kept teasing ramsey about the baby could replace him can't replace something when you're dead oh right he- which is why i don't understand why he didn't just go kill Walden and the baby he had plenty of chance to poison that bitch and have the baby die too or just to knock bump her off and be the only heir again like it makes perfect sense like to kill roos is a little bit much though someone in one of the comments last week i wish i could remember who again i read that says uh there's a lot of like lord killing and king killing and all this shit in westeros and nobody fucking cares there's almost never a punishment for it like whoever takes their their spot it's like okay you're the new lord now two quick things it's- sam says thorn should take all the ollie hate i agree ollie's an easy target he's fun to fun to rag on. like i've said many times if this was real life and someone like ollie went through that shit i probably would feel bad for him i'd be like oh this kid went through a lot so his parents get eaten you know all this stuff john it's a tough thing it's confusing for a kid, a kid i would stab john a kid a kid has oh whatever the kid doesn't have uh a good perspective on stuff but on the television show that's of course you would, Joe. You're Team Ollie uh, on the television show. I'm not Team Ollie. I'm Team John. But uh, but on I'm the tel- on the television it, show, fuck this guy and fuck it. I don't even want to get into it. Okay, so Ren says, uh, question asking, do you think that uh, do I you think John a favor? Freedom from the Night's Watch. Oh my God. Do you think that the writers know from George R. R. Martin? <laughs> You asshole. You love it. You love it. <laughs> I love every second of it. Um, secretly, I fucking love being able to. I, I'm, lo- I'm looking for my mute button, Joe. I can't find it right now. Q&A, do you think the writers know from George R. R. Martin who Hodor is or they're making this shit up as they go? I think they're making this shit up uh, as they go. Lois says, Hodor is the true king of the north. I thought there was some more about Hodor in the books, but I can't remember. Why do you think Ned can never told Cat about Lana in the tower? It's a good goddamn question. The do- the doom melon. Uh, John is... Nobody can know. That's the that's the answer to that is if uh, if you can't keep a secret, you can't expect the person the person you told to keep your secret for you. It just that's that's not how secret work. If you want a secret, you don't tell anyone, and then it's your secret. That's a secret. If you share it with just one person, it's a secret. With it's no longer a secret. It's shared for with everybody. So uh, Hodor's the Knights King, Joe. That's another like one. The, <laughs> There was two people who knew that, as far as we know, that when they left, it was uh, Ned and his buddy there about whatever happened down there, about John's lineage or whatnot. And if you want it to stay that way, only those two people can ever know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm got. i looking for <laughs> – where's that image that, I, that got shared? I'm looking for it quickly so I can just throw it up there. What you talking about, Willis? So let's get to our next comment 
here. Uh, let's. I'll jump. The team Thorn. No, is this just me? Okay, says Team McKinley. Question: Do you think Mera could end up uh, wielding Dark Sister? Blood Raven could still have the sword. I think that's very possible. I think all of that. I don't get too far in that theory. I'll do a separate video on maybe something like that. But I think that's definitely possible. I don't love that theory, but it is definitely very possible. Um, t team Twin Chest. They have not. Uh, a jealous Robert Baratheon could have even hit Hodor. Hodor is being possessed by a tree. What about all the rumors about both John, Targa John and Tyrion being a Targaryen? They are Targaryens. I'm with Devin on this. Uh, Joe, Joe talked about this before. Uh, Joe and I are... It was Kate. I'm sorry. I was trying to remember who was thinking that this meant Tyrion's a Targaryen. Uh, Carmine and Katie were thinking that maybe Tyrion was just intelligent and communicating. And I think that's true, too. But I, I, but I also think Tyrion is a fucking Targaryen. I, I do, too. I, I kind of always subscribe to that, and I know that put, I'll put the tinfoil on my head and wear it proud. I, I the both I, Joe was talking about this last week, both eyes the and this is I think just more verification of it, and definitely fuels the flames. It wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. I think I like the story even better if he isn't, and Jamie and Cersei are, but that but that he is actually Tywin's son. I enjoy that, but it's a different dynamic with him and Tywin if he kill if he isn't Tywin's son, which is also kind of interesting to explore. Yeah, and people bring up the uh, well, John got burned by uh, the the torch when they were fighting the White, and um, Tyrion got burned by the cat the candle, and of course Daenerys, you know, gets in a super hot. Tub, That's fucking Shay's fault. Fuck Shay. Fuck Shay. Fuck Shay. And and as far as I, I know, like. You know, maybe John and uh John gets legitimately burned. Maybe Tyrion knew from a young age he couldn't get burned and he's you know I gotta say it and people I, I gotta say not, it, that's not really evidence to me. I gotta say it, Joe though, and people can correct people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I've heard George R. R. Martin say several times that the not burning thing is was a one time thing for a combination of blood magic and everything that Danny had going on, and that's why she could just step into a fire. Not every Targaryen is immune to fire. That's I believe again, people in the chat, I'm gonna get corrected and people are no Targaryens burn don't burn, motherfucker, you fucking idiot. But I'm pretty sure man gets burned in a pyre i'm pretty sure that targaryens can burn uh, i think that's i think that, that is just i think sometimes maybe they're a little heat resistant more than some people some of them but you could explain that there's that Tyrion is thinner bloodline because he's connected with you know, not a full Targaryen or something like that you could also explain that john's been living in the north so what that maybe some of his heat thing has been i don't know but i as far as i know targaryens are somewhat heat resistant and some of them are but for the most part not every single targaryen can't be burned yes only in special occasions says craft mama targs can be burned some died from dragon's fire dude right. dude gold melted on that fucking targaryen's head like dude too right dude so like that that's not it, it doesn't become evidence to me it becomes things to kind of throw you off and make you think that this isn't going to be the big reveal at some point and i really think that it is yeah i think both I'm, I'm all on that i'm all on that team too lauren says tons of targaryens died at the fire at summer hall some drank wildfire and died since big kev daenerys doesn't have it either it was only a one-time special event some people point to well she got in the hot bath too she was fucking pissed she was about to get sold to a fucking fucking call drogo and she's freaked out by it because she's like 12 or some shit so she went to a bath and she kind of burned her skin a little bit and was a little bit dealing with the pain because she was numb from everything that the series was putting her everything through everything else right was and i think that's what that's supposed to 
symbolize more and foreshadow the events later. I don't think it was supposed to say, oh, that means she, that means she can't be burned at all. I think it was but just it was also the touching, pulling the egg out of the she grabs the egg in the fire. Yep. Doesn't burn. Her. So maybe so Danny's special. Danny's one of those special dragons that. And that, that's a dragon egg. That's a little different. And there was the Carl Drogo burning in the fire, too. It was like there was a lot of uh, magical shit going on. Yeah, it, was, it was a perfect storm of times of, that she doesn't burn. Joe is the perfect storm of shit. You just ate all the right stuff and then you're going in. Everything's smooth coming out. It's one of those good days where nuts and, nuts and, yeah, fiber. and you lay that dragon egg, Joe splat. <laughs> and it fucking tastes great. Lots of fruit. Mm. Some ice cream to make it all good. <laughs> a cup of cream. Too. A cup of cream. Yeah, yeah. Where are we going with this? Minecraft mama, hello. Tommy, it was it was not Dragonfire. Those were her kids. She held hot eggs. Hodor is the, is the one true king. Just let Benjen come back and be the knight's commander. I wouldn't mind that at all, too. It is possible the Mad King could have risen from the ashes in King's Landing. So much funny stuff's going on in the live chat. And as always, if you're checking this out later, please jump in the live chat. We have some awesome people, awesome friends that check on in some of the greatest people the motherfucking chat how can how can they prove Tyrion is a targaryen no dna test they can go to ans uh, westeros ancestry.com and you can just send in a fiber and it can tell you everything you need to know house targaryen is the illuminati uh do you think that cold hands will be making an appearance it was a clip of the trailer the cloak swinging fireman's in someone's chest i hope so but i'm that's one of those things that i will I'm not going to hope for that, but if they surprise me and show me that at the end, I'll be pleasantly surprised if Cold Hands makes an appearance on the show. So don't eat the yellow snow. That's where the dire worlds dire goes. I'm hoping that in one of these flashbacks, we get a uh, the scene where Ned's brother and father Burnt, died, died with the Mad King stuff. Uh, did Joe, do you, I think we might have to wait for a full flashback movie for that, but I think we will get that one day. Do you guys trust Leaf? Leaf is the child of the forest that we saw in the episode. Do I trust the children of the forest? I, we were, someone was mentioning uh, Tony Teflon earlier. I kind of uh, subscribe to one of his beliefs that the children might be a little bit more devious and be using Bran in a, in a way and have some sort of ulterior motive. I don't necessarily trust the children of the forest. Well, when, well, when we look at their history too, when the first men show up, they kind of war with the children and the children kind of lose or they come to some sort of peace and they start living together and all this shit. And uh, over time though, like all their trees get chopped down, they get pushed further and for, further north. They've saved the realm of men. And now they're like, banished beyond the wall and, and and shit like that and almost don't exist anymore so there could be some malice and other things going on there too we don't know a whole lot we do know that they are not fans of the white walkers that they are still warring right. with them somehow but we don't know the, and, and a lot of people have said this and i'll say it too uh, i'm just i'm not coming up with new information i'm repeating what other people have said it george r, r. martin is far too multi crazy of an of an author to make it as simple as white walkers bad guys it's not that simple. There's something else going on here that maybe they someone broke the treaty or something like I don't know what exactly is going on. Maybe Danny is the true fucking evil and the White Walkers are marching once the dragon eggs were found or something. I don't know where the timing necessarily matches up, but whatever. It, it I don't think it's as simple as White Walkers bad guys, Children of the Forest, Blood Ravens a good guy trying to fight this. Everyone's trying to fight the White Walker, which is the true evil. I think it's very, it's possible that there's some form of evil, but I don't think it's as, I guess I just don't think it's as simple as that. I don't think 
it has to be a little bit more complex. I just want to jump in the chat really quick. If Tyrion weighs the same as a duck, he's a he's a Targaryen. How, it's it's like a bad Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> joke. How do you know if you're a tar? If if you weigh as much as a duck, you are a Targaryen. Ah, uh, the dragon test. Try to ride the tra dragon test. Try to ride a dragon. What's, if you don't get burned, you can't burn him. If you don't get burned. You're not, if you get burned, you're not its father. Uh, there were six people at the Tower of Joy. Uh, so the seventh, or there were just six persons to see in the Tower of Joy in the trailer. So maybe there's a seventh person. Hodor! Do you think Danny will go mad like her father? If I'm playing Miss Cleo hat, if I'm putting on my, oh, I'm Miss Cleo, I'm going to look to the end of the series. I've always had a sneaking suspicion that Daenerys is going to end up our endgame villain. I, I, it's just a, it's just a feeling. Excuse me, I could be way off on that one, but excuse me, some part of me thinks that eventually she's going to go all mad queen. Well, how many people do you kill to rule the world? Yes, I rule the world. Like, it's uh, history just repeating like, itself. Yep. The tree of leaf, something in the north, the ice should. So, Joe, you're kind of, I use, I don't saying you're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid like that, that I'm serving here, but I, you can kind of see where I'm coming from with that, that it might end up. And plus, Game of Thrones is very circular. Again, to end like the wire, things just keep happening in cycles and cycles. The Mad King is going to rise again. It's going to be a Mad Queen. I'm going to be a Mad King. I'm going to no, be beautiful. Don't you don't think so? No. I, as far as in 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 all the Game of Thrones lore, kind of, we have a bunch of stories of a bunch of different Targaryen rulers, Mad Kings, Great Queens, you know, conquerors, and all this shit. That she can have her own story. She can be the orphaned fucking queen with a thousand fucking no, names I hear you. that storms I just think the world and the East and I West. just think show Danny and I'm just talking about show Danny has has displayed enough traits of heartlessness and going crazy enjoying watching people burned last season uh I, I don't know I just think you think she enjoyed that I think she enjoyed it I read again you can read scenes different ways I think she got off a little bit on burning the people I that's how that's how mm -hmm. I read that scene and I I just think she's a little uh, hell yeah, John versus her emotionless response to exiling Jorah and the killing of her council members. Do you think Hodor will be in the flashback of the Tower of Joy? He wasn't there in the books. As far as I know, he was not there in the books, but it does, from some people have pointed out some stuff in the trailer that looks like he may be there in the show. Lois says, I think it's possible plausible that Tyrion is the Mad King's bastard. The Targaryens were notoriously known for their practices of incest to keep the bloodlines pure as possible. Or perhaps because there were three Kingsguard there, the trailer only showed two of them. Arthur Dane is waiting inside and honestly hoping just to see Dawn. I think a lot of us are. Lois well, says generations of incest can cause genetic deformities uh, to future offspring, specifically of the latest gen last latest generation. E. Martinez says, "I'm confused about the Raven last season. He was intertwined in the tree, and now he's just touching it." Uh, now he's when, uh, Captain Pike. Yep, he's now Captain Pike. If uh, Joe went on a very awesome rant in the uh, the last episode about that, but Joe, uh, I've seen other people say that too as well. I missed that just because I'm taking notes and like keeping my head down but that's something that bothered you in the last episode right joe absolutely it bothered me last season it bothers me now um i think they did a piss poor job with how he he looks they they completely didn't like it's it's awful i don't know how you read the books and decided to come up with that it's like um I don't even have a comparison for it. It's like you read the description of a banana and then I present you with an orange. It's like you don't even get the fucking color right. Somehow it's not the right shape, size, color. 
the fuck is wrong with you? You just you heard fruit. You heard you heard guy in root and like just made up your own shit after that. Like, come on. Honestly, I mean, it, just to go to your point, because watching it back, I see what you're saying. It's tough because everything else in this show is so fucking perfect, you know, or like a lot of things are so perfect. The acting, everything works well. But something like that, especially with the great acting of of Max it's just it's noticeable. Like watching it again, it is it is kind of it is kind of noticeable. I, like it, I, I just really it. it looks like he's sitting in a root thorn throne a root throne not like or like captain pike's wheelchair yeah thing. you the, you, the captain pike it's thing was perfect uh, i want to jump weird. through the chat a little bit right. hannah says danny definitely has the potential to be mad queen i could see her getting worse uh after years and more power critch says she showed crazy side when she watched her brother die by melted gold and he said he's no dragon yeah i see well, her brother her brother was an abuser had been abusing her his whole life mentally physically um so there, and she tried, she tried on many occasions to save this fucker's life, to, to make him do the right thing, to let him see what was going on. And he, he was too far gone and he was still abusing her and he was still this big fucking asshole. Fair. And as much as it, she wouldn't have liked to see that, it had to be done. People say, she could do about people it. say maybe there's an ice dragon living inside the wall and then the white walkers come, they place a horn and uh, the, the dragon busts out the wall and then a white walker ice dragon joins the white walker army. I would love to see that. Maybe they're saving money on that. And that's why Max von Sydow said, uh, tree through my eyes. I think not. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to go through the makeup. Uh, well, no, I mean, but that's the thing, um, with, with the proper makeup and the proper and it done right and correct, you don't need a big actor like that. That, that it could have been done with almost Look fucking at Joe, anybody. Joe, I just I just want to point out something because I don't often don't want, I don't talk so much about being like a fucking Star Trek freak, but I'm a Star Trek freak. And you look in the '90s, what Star Trek Next Generation did, kind of like with the Borgs and stuff like that, and that was with all with makeup or how believable some of the races on Star Star Trek were just by using like exceptional makeup and stuff like that. So they could have done some something in the tree and especially with the darkness that they were using so what having watched it back the first time i watched it that honestly didn't even notice it didn't bother me because it was dark i wasn't noticing it having you said that and re-watching it i absolutely see what you're saying they could have taken some more time and done a better makeup job in that situation and in the because it can be done it's been done before and with proper lighting they wouldn't have had a got two cg with it there's ways they could have done it really really with just time and effort so, so, so I mean, I, have you seen some of the <clears throat> cosmetics and costumes and stuff there's a whole reality show about that like uh makeup and and work for for uh monster magic shit on tv there's like the the one of the guys that played jason uh that we interviewed at the comic-con he also played like the final monster hello, Eric. Quest reality show like and it was he looked fucking phenomenal there's so much that they can do there's so many yeah. great talented fucking artists and creators out there that i wish they had went with that instead of a big well-known actor and got the entire scene around there's him no reason they couldn't wrong joe there's no reason why they couldn't have done both there's no reason it, it, that too correct there's no reason because they, most, they, they most could have been like, sure they could have sure. cast they could have cast him the same actor and just put him in some sort of uh andy circus type motion capture suit and then done some makeup work in association with that and make it look a little bit more like roots were growing within him instead of that he's sitting on the roots they, they could have right. they could have done it a little bit better i mean i don't want to dwell i don't want to dwell too much on it but i feel i 
I, I, I absolutely see where you're coming from that now. My uh, biggest letdown of the of the episode and one of my biggest letdowns. Just let George season. just let George Lucas redo it. Just let George she looks Oh no, please. Yeah, cause cause fucking Jabba the Hutt fucking squirming his ass underneath the fucking uh Millennium Falcon where Cr- Han Solo steps on his teal looked so Critch. fucking awesome. Critch Awful. Critch, I'm with you. I think that uh that was a ch- it was a ch- <laughs> I Critch, I'm with you that I think I've heard some people not like it as much, but I I like the makeup change on the Children of the Forest as well too. I found I think it adds more I did too. I, I think they definitely took more time with that. I just wish it was consistent. I wish they had See done that? that from I wish they had done that from the beginning and not the changer from the fire starter kid in season one to to this yeah. to this look See, or I think it's supposed to be the same child of the forest leaf. I think so, too. so let's get into back into our questions. HB militia says, great job again, Phil. I have a question. Assuming Theon makes it back home. Do you think it will be during the King's moot? And he, will he claim the salt throne to aid Sansa oh, against the Boltons? Or will Euron become, Euron will become the King and take it to the West. Uh, Quick answer. Don't mean to yada yada your question, but no, Theon's not getting shit if he goes back to the Iron Islands. No, it'll be a worse fate than going to the Wall. Yeah. Like I thought that was kind of strange. Like he knows he was already not in good favor with his father Balon. He knows that his sister is much stronger. He knows that all the shit that he's been through is going to make him look super fucking weak. He's got had his cock chopped off. He was, you know, in kennels. You know these stories have already gotten back to the Iron Islands and all that. That it's um. If he goes back there, he will be a he'll be like the hunchback, you know. There's there's no kind of life for him there. He's gonna be kicked around there and treated like shit there, just like he would anywhere. Um, and he still might even be killed there too. Yep. Sure, why not sell this to Disney? Shit. In the the wire quote. Euron, he wouldn't be introduced this season for nothing. That's how I feel about it too, Sam. I think Euron is our next big baddie on the show. So in regards to the giant, this is from Jack. Welcome. Thank you, Jack. You left some, a lot of really amazing comments in the video. I just wanted to grab this one because this was one that I wanted to explore. In regards to the giant and the dragon, when they attacked the dragon, it was mostly alone. When the giant, to answer to your question, Joe, uh, when yeah, yeah, yeah. when the giant burst in, however, the knights, uh, the knights watched the, the knight watched coward. The giant wasn't the only one there. They were also outnumbered by wildlings. The giant was just an extra addition to the whole we're fuck thing. So I think that's a good answer of why maybe the harpies were a little bit more brave. They were fighting for something that they believed in too. That was another thing where the Night's Watch guys were kind of like, yeah, we're defending Thorn. But once they had an opportunity to be like, yeah, fuck that. We're running the fuck out of here. We're not dealing with this shit. Another thing. But come on. I'm going to use my come on defense. It's a fucking dragging burning all your comrades by the dozen with each breath it takes as you watch your spear and your friend's spears bounce off its shiny fucking scales. You don't sit there and run after it. Like nobody does. Nobody like when you see a tank and you're a troop of guys with your fucking M M 16s in your hand, you don't shoot at the fucking tank. You run and you take cover. You get the fuck out of there because the tank is going to kill you and your entire squad. It's a fucking tank. A dragon is a tank that fucking flies. You don't throw a spear at it. You don't shoot at it with your M60. You fucking run. You run, you hide, you come back and you try to kill the bitch another day. Let's jump in the it's chat. It's a fucking tank. <laughs> no hope for Theon at the moot. Best he can hope for is a second cabin boy and his sister ship. Yara for queen. Hashtag making the Iron Islands great again. Or, or Asha for queen making the Iron Islands great again. When he says uh, home, I automatically thought Winterfell. Uh, B-Town says, what if by home Theon meant Winterfell intending to kill Ramsay? Interesting. They should do a spinoff about the Sand Snakes calling it bad pussy i'm down with bad pussy 
Joe Rand, hashtag Joe Rand. Uh, she sticks that spear of hers in the fucking ground and does some fucking work on the pole. <laughs> someone says, plus those are Night's Watch that changed their mind very quickly when it came to killing John. They don't have any courage or loyalty. They're just fucking shit. I bet there's already a porn Sand Snake video out there. The spears won't work. It had enough in any aim. King Euron, great tank analogy, Joe, says someone in the chat. So let's get to the second part of the question. Another thing, why didn't the two dragons melt? This was a big thing that got put in the chat and something I absolutely absolutely agree with and i think okay a couple people had a lot of responses to this comment and i'm curious to hear what you have to say about this joke another thing why didn't the two dragons melt the chains with their fire even if they were babies their fire was hot enough to melt daenerys's chains when that bald necromancer said that they could teleport and not die chained in his tower so how could they do this now when they're older what kind of metal are those chains made of i found this utterly inconsistent some people say that they burn fucking harrenhal or a summer hall like they these dragons have burned fucking concrete not these dragons but dragons can fucking burn concrete why couldn't the dragons easily burn through the chains Joe, do you have a reasoning for that? Um, I don't. Maybe all I can say is that they were thick enough. Maybe they were part Valyrian chain. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe trying to burn it off your you know brother's neck. Is someone said. Burn your someone said that. Face. Someone said they melted them in the books. Ren says that bothered me that Yara refers to the sea stone chair as the salt throne. That kind of bothered me too. Mel, don't fuck up nudity for everyone. Those chains were made of pure vibranium. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're they're made. Uh, yeah, they they got loaned in from uh, from the black. The Black Panther from that island. Uh, the fucking great. Valerian chains. The chains, not the collies. Oh, welcome, lady. Great to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah, they weren't. They were unobtainium. Uh, not easy to obtainium. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't want to burn each other. The white one got got loose in the in the chat. Uh, critical thinking skills. Uh, maybe the dragons can uh, die from dragon fire, so they didn't want to burn each other. Obedient mum put it on them, says uh, Dakota. So so a lot a lot of reasoning going on in the chat room. Uh, the chains have plot armor. Could be another one. I. I it's it's interesting, not something I necessarily thought of because I'm sort of one of those people that, oh, you're giving me something to eat? I'll take it. And I can't, I'm not going to think <laughs> if it's poison. Thank you. So I don't always think about those things, but that's an ex excellent point. People that people that pick up on those things are way smarter than so like, like me. I'm kind of blinded by shows sometimes and all the pretty colors distract me from those things. That's why I love more than a one reason but that's part of the reason why i love doing the show with joe so much because those dragons were baby dragons that burnt the chains too yeah so i don't know of course they wouldn't hurt each other uh, a wizard did it uh, i guess they were magic chains uh they might just not know that they can melt it that's a very good uh point lily of the fox but they, but they did it before was it drogo that dragon that did it before drogon yeah drogon, drogon. Uh, my dog doesn't know he can jump over the four foot fence because he never showed up. Okay, uh, I don't. Th I don't think that they knew they could break the chain. Says Sam. Uh, welcome, Sylvia, and welcome to everybody in the live chat. Great to see you guys. So let's read another comment. Why is Joe surprised? The Night's Watch is made up of. Here we go. You know what he's about to say. What Joe. Was I surprised wait, 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 Joe. Let me finish. The, let me finish the comment, Joe. Why is Joe surprised? Joe wants to attack the uh, caller, attack the attack the texter before I even read the text. What do you mean I'm I surprised? Wasn't. I'm not surprised. Come on, I'm I never didn't say surprised. That. I said, what was I surprised? About? Why is Joe surprised? The Night's Watch is made out of thieves and murderers and thugs and rapists and society's castoff 
The only good ones amongst them are probably barricaded in that room. Maybe John was able to rally all of them at once they were defending the wall. But in this case, why would they even be, what would they even be fighting for? To die alongside a man who dishonorably murdered their Lord Commander? Plus, it's not only the giant that they have to fight. They were outnumbered by wildlings. They were smart to lay down their swords rather than stupidly throwing away their lives for nothing. In this comparison, if the Harpies, who were idiots for charging a pissed-off dragon, I'm more surprised by that than the Night's Watch actions. So, saying that the Night's Watch actions made sense, but the Harpies were fucking idiots for charging the dragon. What? I didn't say that. I said they... What? You said you were surprised that the Night's Watch... Did you... What? I think the caller... I think the... I, I was surprised the Night's Watch didn't attack the fucking... Uh, big fucking giant in the in the tunnel wildlings no i was like that's what they were supposed to do there's no surprise there you, did you see him grab the dude by the foot off the balcony and smack him on the wall thank you there dmf surprise there hello you put your fucking bow down why was i surprised i wasn't surprised you did what i was surprised that the harpies didn't do that because it's a flying fucking tank that breathes <laughs> fire and has killed everybody the fuck around you. I gotta say, I gotta give full credit to M to Mugen in the chat for thank you, thank you so much for listening to Joe rant from your comment. I love it. Okay, so yeah, uh, what was I surprised about? Like, like, and as far as I'm concerned, we've been talking about the Night's Watch a lot and them killing. I think uh, Joe. Uh, I think I'd have to listen to. I had to listen it back. I just think I think maybe what you were saying might have come off as saying that that if the harpies attacked, and I and I know what you were saying, but I think uh, with the call with the what the writer was thinking was that you were saying that if the harpies attacked, why would the Night's Watch not attack the giant? I think. Yeah, it's no. That's the reaction the harpies should have had. And running the Night's Watch, being the Lord Commander, you're basically the warden of a prison and you're all fucking prisoners. There's not, like, there's nobody to, like, I, you try to tell a bunch of fucking prisoners that, you know, can't do this, do that. Eventually, they're going to kill you. I got to imagine there's a long Lauren, history, not just Lauren the last two. Lauren, Lord Commanders being Lauren would like to correct Joe said that the harpies were stupid. Lady Squee wants to say, Joe, I think it was your wording because I was thinking the same thing when you said it at the time. It's probably just how you worded it at the time. And it's good that we took the question so you could clarify what you were trying to say. Uh, Sansa Stark, Queen of the North, Night's Watch, not the Night's Watch. Uh, so, yeah, because Joe, I was, I was, I think I was a little confused by what you were saying too. That's Maybe why I tried to say it like sarcastically or. Maybe, but I mean, I knew what you were. I knew what you were saying. That's why I wanted to make sure I brought that. I brought that question. So, and and, it, and we got a cool Joe ran out of it. So, win win. So, okay, this is from a couple one 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 one. Yeah, it's a one one. Right, one one. One one has slightly more plot armor than the dragons. I'm okay with this. <laughs> I think Thorne had the uh, Night's Watch loyalty. Uh, never had the Night's Watch loyalty. They all looked pretty pissed that Jon Snow was killed, and they bailed the first chance that they got. Joe's cat right. is stealing the show, everybody. Uh, Raleigh in the back is stealing. Oh, is that baby? Okay, that's Raleigh. Oh, that's Raleigh. Raleigh's stealing the show. Okay, here, here we got a question. A couple people have been asking about this gentleman, so here he is. The wonderful Tim Gersh has left a message. Tim says, hello, my question is for the upcoming show. Oh, no, this is from Craft Mama first, but I do want to read. Before I read Craft Mama's comment, I'll read Tim's comment since I said it. Your channel is teaching me Dutch, slowly but surely, because I say craft mummers in your chat, start watching your videos, which are all in Dutch, so I'm starting to learn Dutch, which is not really your channel, whatever. So my question, though, is uh, with Game of Thrones. While Jon Snow was doing that, what he thought was right, walk the line, they thought to kill Ollie, but Ollie was kind of stuck between two choices, both bad. Now Davos, well, he tells the girl to use her magic to bring back, while he does stay, stay for the ritual, he does leave in the end. So who is the bad guy? Ollie for doing what he had to do, or Davos for giving up? 
So is Davos Davos going through all of that and then finally giving up? Is he worse than Ollie just for doing? I I say Ollie's still worse. <laughs> Ollie's worse, Tim. Ollie's Ollie's a horrible person. Fuck Ollie. But but uh, Tim, but you're more on Tim's I, you're in Tim's side in the sense of of uh, of understanding. Davos is bad. You think that you think Davos is bad? This is I said I don't think I don't think either one of them is wrong. Everybody or we're, worse or evil. We're getting some evil uh, Davos, but who do you think would be more evil in that situation? I just want to get you to say some horrible thing about Ollie. So Ollie, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't want. I don't want you to mute me. So. Uh... I'm not even going to mention the name. I've, I've said all I, I have to say yeah, about it. Well, fuck out, I, I don't. I don't understand what what Davos did that was evil. Um, just because you don't believe something doesn't mean you can't help others believe what they believe. Like I may not be a, a religious person, but if I know someone who's religious and has faith, I might find it. Uh, them being in a time of crisis questioning their faith and questioning their religion isn't just me i'm not just going to say like oh good you, you you're you're smartening up finally i'm going to want to know if there's anything wrong with them if there's anything i can do to help them if there's something going on in their life that that's brought, brought them to this point because that's not them Edwards so, um, Edward says John will forgive all and there's nothing any of you can do about it. Tim, just to answer uh, your question, I would say the better question with the, not to change your question is who do I hate on more? Who's more responsible, Thorn or Ollie? And I think in that case, it's hard not to say that even though Ollie's a little turd, we all want to most of us want to see die. I, I think Thorn is obviously more responsible for everything that happened. Uh, oh, Thorn is. Yeah, Thorn's the man. Okay, so here is. As much as Ollie wants to kill him, Ollie doesn't go do it himself. Ollie's the last person, or is he the first person? I think he's the last person to shove the fucking knife in. So it's kind of like he was. You the... know, <laughs> he lost the he lost the circle jerk, Joe. He was the last. He was the last one to <laughs> the last cookie. one to stab the cookie. Yeah, Ollie had to eat the cookie. Craft Mama says, "Hello, Phil. My question for the upcoming show is: I don't know if you caught it, but I but did I see Catelyn Stark in uh, the previously on Game of Thrones? You think this is a preview for Lady Stoneheart? I did not see that. I would have to rewatch that. I'll say again that I don't think the show is going to be bring back Michelle Farley to play Catelyn Stark reanimated. I think that that part is going to go to different people playing doing elements of what." What Lady Stoneheart did. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised by anything this season does. We we already have some speculation that Gravedigger stuff might be coming true and other stuff might be coming true. So in the Tyrion scene that I didn't think we'd get a scene exactly like that with Tyrion. So who knows? It's it, it could and someone said mentioned cold hands earlier in the episode. It's very, very possible. <clears throat> Ollie saw his parents and everyone he loved murdered in front of him by wildlings not long ago. He's a child. It makes sense his hatred for the wildling trumps his loyalty to new friends. Sorry to repeat my question, but do you think John will give up the old gods when he's told about how Mel brought him back? I don't think so. I think John, from that end, will probably stay relatively the same to his family. I think he's just going to be like, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your efforts. Uh, I'm back now. I don't think it's going to change that part of John personally. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong there, but I think I think John will always stay true to maybe once maybe if you learn more about his heritage. He's, but I think he probably always stay true to what Ned has taught him on that end, unless he forgot about Ned. And I don't think he's going to forget about Ned. I think he'll always have that memory and the memory of everything that Ned's given him in there. Why have they what if they've waited uh, so long to bring Lodi Stoneheart? If it happened, it would be more obvious John John could come back. Uh 
what if they have that lady squeeze said what if they've waited to bring stoneheart back and i said that i think in some podcast somewhere i think part of the reason why they didn't do stoneheart was not to be like okay here's a third uh or second and then john's the third bring back so to make it a little bit of drama whether john's going to come back or not so i guess that makes a lot of sense what's kind of getting hinted at in that comment that now is the and i think we said this in the preview cast if stoneheart is to come this is the last opportunity that they have this stretch of episodes now that they're going into that area and exploring the riverland stuff now's the time when if it's doing if it's going to happen it's going to be now so it very well could be yeah, he grew up Stark. So is Rick in the gift? I think so. We talked about that a little bit. Joe thinks it might be Theon. I think it is Rickon. Rickon. Theon. Rickon. Next question. I, hey, man, I have a question for your feedback show. Uh, do you think it is more likely that we'll see an ice dragon in the next two seasons, like one trapped inside the wall, a dragon awoken from stone, or that the Night's King will ra- will raise on Danny's dread dread a- raise one of Danny's dead dragons as a white? If it's the latter, which dragon do you think it could be? I think it's more likely to see an ice dragon and seeing Bran controlling one of the dragons through warging and something like that would I I would say more likely. So more likely than that, I would say that an ice dragon's trapped inside the wall or trapped below Winterfell or something like that, that somehow an ice dragon comes into play. And that is from Mike from the PlayStation. There's no ice dragon anywhere ever for anything, period. We will never see one. You say never. Joe, who's stomping on little kids' dreams and memories today, uh, saying fuck the fourth of, uh, fuck, fuck May well, the fourth. Where, where's this ice dragon shit come from aside from the game? And a book. It comes from an older, older book. Is it the uh, not, someone in the chat? Tell me what George R. R. Martin book. I think it's called The Ice Dragon. There's a George R. R. Martin book called The Ice Dragon that's maybe not directly set in Westeros, but it's one of those books that could be viewed as as someone that's set in in Westeros. People in the chat right now that are more smart, that are more smarter than me, can uh, can. I think the dragon's glass is at the wall, so they cut the dragon, then it'll become ice. I'd love to see an ice dragon to somebody. Uh, so, Joe, I think that's where it comes from. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that's the, the same series. I don't think it has anything to do with this. I think that uh, I, I really I would be very shocked if there is an ice dragon that comes into play anywhere in the entire in the entire run of the five books. I don't remember mention of one. Joe, and Joe, Dean says, Joe, you're the only ice dragon he needs. I'm with Joe. There will be no ice dragons. The ice dragon, ice dragon. Ooh, that sounds interesting. No dragons, just spiders. I think we're going to see the spiders, Bionic. I think that I hope we see the ice, the, the big fucking. Yeah, I really hope we see those. I think we see. I hope I hate spiders and I hope we see the uh, ice spiders. It's barely related to the rest of the Westeros story. Someone says about the book. Old Nan also referenced the ice dragon when she told Bran that there might live uh there that one might live in the eyes of the blue dragon named Macumba. In 1980 George Martin wrote thank you Lady Squee. In 1980 George Martin wrote a children's novel about an ice dragon called The Ice Dragon. It marks his children's book debut. Sci-fi book had a character named Leanna in it, so it's sep- but it's completely separate. Though several differences exist with the world of Song and Ice and Fire saga, several publishers insist that the ice dragon is set in the same world. So it is. So as Joe said, no hard evidence. Again, I'm choosing to go drinking some Kool Aid. I think it's the same world too. And yeah, but, I'd be very shocked if the if that like, you know, the 700 foot wall. If somehow in the stories that that stretches 300 miles, if somehow in the stories nobody like remembered that there was an ice dragon trying to fucking kill things, that the other three dragons maybe fought an ice dragon or. 
there would be some mention of it in all the stories and all the lore, and it would definitely be mentioned and talked people, about amongst the Black Watch. People in the chat are going, uh, Sam and, and Marin Wade says, ah, that would creep me out so much. I'm so creeped up by bugs, even more by spiders. I really hope we don't see ice spiders. My arachnophobia can't handle it. Also mentioned in Dance and Dragons, uh, Ice Dragons, but as descriptive. They've been promising up gump, gump, grumpkins and snarks since season one. Talk yeah, about blue balls. Yeah, and snarks? Spaghetti monsters and shit from uh, from the lands beyond a shy. Yep, <laughs> we we wanted to see this stuff. Okay, and our last not our last question. We got some texts after this, but our last question from someone that emailed me. Lola says, "I have a question for you today, Phil." Lola, our lovely Lola from Poland. I see her saw her in the chat earlier. I'm not sure if she's still in there. No spiders, snakes though. No spiders. Wasn't there something about there being a dragon that would emerge from Winterfell? Miss Ash, I have heard that too. I'm not sure. I have some memory flashed in my head about the dragon in Winterfell theory. I forget which John Snow. I possible Joe, very, very possible. Lola says, I have a question for the show today, Phil. Since the last two seasons, they've chose to kill some badass warriors in a very shitty way. First, agreed. First, Barristan Selmy, and now Ariel Hota. Nope. I mean, seriously, what the yep. fuck? Two of the best fighters in Westeros, and they're getting stabbed in the back by some bitches. What the fuck? I'd like to hear your I'm adding Joe's reaction to this. Much love from Poland. Joe, go. I agree. Barristan Selmy, yeah, okay, he fought a bunch of guys and they ended up getting the better of him. But he was there with, like, the eunuch of, of you know, of I just, it was Gr awful. Grey I Worm. Agree. Hota, yeah, Grey Worm. It, it, Hota was supposed to be a badass, like the best fucking with, the, with that pole axe. Um, and he just lets himself get hit, like, and the little blade takes him down. In like, fairness, the Joe, in the back. In fairness, I don't give a fuck what poison he could have swung his? He could have taken at least somebody's <laughs> fucking head off. Two people before he went down. Bye, Squee. Thank bullshit. you for the info. No, Joe, it I'm was just straight fucking bullshit. <laughs> No, I agree with you. Uh, he had no plot armor. Says, <laughs> yeah, he had no plot armor. But I was. It's funny that you totally poo pooed the the thing. I was gonna like throw. Oh, uh, but but poet, fast acting poison. No, no, he's a big guy. There's no fast acting poison that's gonna make him drop immediately like in, in that. All, in all these movies, in all these movies, you see like the shot in the neck in like 30 seconds. The person's down like, uh, or a shot in the ass in 30 seconds. Less than that. Like, in some seconds. shows, you see people get shot like 20 times with knife getting knifed like 15 times and they're still walking someone gets knifed in the, but he gets exact are we to assume that the sand snake has perfect accuracy and knows the exact nerve that you know how people well, like, like, like yeah, he hit him in the lung between yeah. the ribs like Isn't, even then he still would have at least like it doesn't matter what the fuck happened to him pain kill everything behind me he wouldn't drop like a stage show of hamlet when someone drinks the poison like a shakespeare like that's basically what it was like it was like Eh, dead. Blah. You know, he just like right. fall. He just falls. It's it's it was it was unbelievable. I think it was a lot of blue balls with him. You see that moment with him and Jamie last year. Wow, one of the few moments in Dorne I enjoyed in the sense when he goes to Jamie. If you were whole, it would have been a good fight. No, one of because you're a fucking pussy that gets fucking stabbed by a little prick in your back and you die. You're a big fucking muscle bound dude. Fuck that shit, dude. Lame, lame, Lola. Super lame. The sell me thing. I argued with Joe last year that I thought that Joe definitely was on that. I think he put up a good good fight, fought off a, a lot of them. Uh, could it have been that he finally got kind of tackled? He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have eventually lost. He should have just been eventually overcome by just way too many of them. They just keep piling in there, and the, and he just can't fight anymore because they're coming at him from all sides. 
right there should have been far more like streaming in or like that would have been okay if there was 20 or 30 of them still up and had him cornered like Joe is wrong. okay with me, but no. We got some uh, amen. Uh, Joe is wrong. Blade to the spine. Severs all connection to the brains. No muscles, just meat. Uh, the mountain was poisoned by uh, by uh, the Red Viper, but still managed to exploit his head off. Very horrible. Very horrible. The tiny blade would barely penetrate his back fat. Only if you ingest poison <laughs> is worth it. Maybe uh, now I'm sad that he didn't uh, did not kill Braun. Now we'll never see that fucking axe at work. For real, as much as I love Braun, I would have liked to at least see one moment of of him kicking some ass with that fucking fucking axe. There was so much built up, and at least I always built up from reading about him that he was going to be this great warrior when we finally saw him, and it was a lot of nothing. And I don't want to waste too much time on Dorne because it didn't happen this episode, but good, definitely fucking great question, Loa. Horrible. Because Dorne didn't happen this series. Joe, not to get you more agitated, but now you know that Sand Snakes would have stabbed 1-1 without hesitation. Hashtag team bad pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jon Snow got stabbed six more, six extra times, and he was still fucking standing. Right? God, right? God damn it. In the chest. In, in the, the back. So we got sides. So we got a few more questions to take before we call this a show. Uh, a serious commando move to get someone down, especially that big with a knife that small from the back with one shot. And like, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I don't care. You come stab me in my fucking spine. Bad. And like, like still, okay, fine. Severs all the nerves. Where in the spot? Like, doesn't sever his arm nerves. As he's falling, he's still not trying to kill. Not saying what the fuck, swinging that pole axe. Not one like, swing this, around. This is from right. Like, come on, like one punch, nothing. No nothing. one. Just like, oh no, I was stabbed. Bye, cruel world, and the, down he goes. If like, there's a poison that, that works that fast, poison. yeah. If there's a poison that's working that fast, why aren't they using it all the time? Says Jim. You know that poison must have had uh, preserving properties because Marcella made a lovely corpse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It just preserved her. Why did they? Why didn't they just cut his throat? That would have made a lot more sense for the scene. How can uh, Ned Stark? Uh, it would have. It would have. A re- I would have been much happier if she had like jumped up on his back and like just ripped his fucking throat out. It would have been much better. Can, can we it just... would have made more sense to me. It, w- it would have been much more believable than just that one stab in the back and the, the fucking. Yeah, Joe, Joe, a couple of people want to explore the the deep plot development of Arya this week. Uh, uh, awful shit. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I love Arya. You're not liking the Arya stuff? I'm really not. I'm really not liking. I thought it was uh like. Five seconds of getting hit with a staff last week. Five more seconds of it this week. And then... But oh, good! I got back before your. I got disconnected there, Joe, for a second. I got. Uh, ba- I think I got. I got back before you. Uh, finished before you finished. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Oh no! I'm fucking! I'm I'm losing it. And I because I was. Uh, it was my fault for wanting to. Uh, I'm like I'm like I want to put a picture up. I want to show you this is this is Arya's. Uh, this is what I think about Arya's plot this year. Yep, here we go. This is Arya Stark. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's. I. I I, it just feels it feels bad. It feels poorly done. Uh, feels rushed. Feels 
just weird and then, like those three questions like just the, the two five second scenes wasn't enough um her just sitting there collect like i don't know it just uh, am i wrong i mean i enjoyed it i i enjoy the performances i feel like i just want to get i just feel like i want to get more into it oh i feel like they progressing the plot along a lot for quicker than they did in stuff in the books. She's not going to be sitting on the street being a home, being a blind beggar for the whole season. So as long as they keep progressing the plot and it leads us to something new and we get to see eventually some stuff that I don't want to spoil right now with her later on the storyline, we get to maybe her doing some Stark family talents and things like that. Then I'm going to like it more. I liked all the performances. I dig it, but I see what people feel about. I see why people are feeling that way. I, I definitely do. I have, I have, we, she, she, Arya should use her TARDIS to fly back to Westeros. So many things get rushed in the last episodes. Arya's plot, uh, yeah, and two kings getting killed, and then they draw the Jon Snow stuff over, like, forever. That's my thing about it. Like, with Arya, I feel like they want to put her in every episode, or that seems like they're going to try to put her in every episode. I'd rather them skip her for a couple of episodes and give us a longer dip into the Arya scenes inst- <laughs> instead of just having her in for, for a token appearance in every episode. I want to actually get deep yeah. into her training and into that. I, I, and that's what I dislike. That's think that's the way I wanted. That's how I would have worded it. It's not that I don't like the Arya storyline or the acting, or it's that it feels rushed. And I want more. I want it to be more in depth. I don't like this little like, here's five seconds of Arya. Go go away. Yep. Aria plus Zoro equals Zoria. <laughs> uh, I have to, uh, hi, Phil and Katie. This is Beverly. I'm enjoying your show. I've never commented or had a question on YouTube. So you are, so this is my first. Ooh. Thank you for taking my question and comment. Thank you, Beverly, for fucking listening. Really mean. Uh, Waldus Bolton's death is really not believable. When a woman gives birth, she's not up and walking around that quickly because she could bleed. Second, no new mother with a baby, especially Walda, who knows about Ramsey, would willingly go to a dog kennel. Why would Ra- Roos meet? Why would Roos meet her in Ramsey's dog kennel? Why would? Why did she well, not? Out, wait, why? Yard. Let me finish the comment. Why did she not start screaming when Ramsey locked the door? It's uh, it just seemed too stupid. How is she going to explain to uh, uh, how they could explain Walter and the baby's disappearance to the phrase? Also, Roos was too smart to go out that way. The scenes seemed to be done quick and shocking than calculating. The show is getting rid of characters just to end the show, not have a story. It would have been more satisfying if Ramsey had tricked them. AKA Red Wedding style, where he could have been uh, calculating a power play in front of other houses. Joe, okay. Here's my theory as to as to that. Yeah, they met in the courtyard, and he kind of led them into the kennel. And because... She was stupid to walk in, and uh, not every woman needs to rest, you know, immediately after. Although they should. Um, I just have one quick comment to interrupt. Lauren Walker has the best reasoning because and... she's because she's a fray. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, there's, um, I, I got my whole theory on this is, okay, so D and D they have no source material anymore, and I think they were hoping for the next book before they got to this point in the series, so they had something to work with, uh, rather than having to make it all up and write it on their own. So I think they're under this pressure. They've had such great stuff to work with, and now they have to make it up on their own. They don't have George writing it anymore. So they're rushing it or, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, maybe there was, they were supposed to, you know, this book's been written forever and George has kind of been dragging his heels waiting to release it. We know that they had some sort of problem. Thank you, Sam. 
George doesn't work with the show as closely as he did in season one or two or whatever. He doesn't even write so, episodes the last two years. This season and last season, he with the first two seasons, he didn't write episodes. Right. So maybe there was something that they did or said or or and made George say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not releasing the book. Kill it. Kill your fucking franchise because you'll never be able to do what I'm about to do. You'll never come up with the shit that I got. I got written and it's going to. You'll like basically he said, you know what? You don't want to do you don't want to listen to my input. You want to do not put some characters in that I feel that should absolutely be in this show. Lick my balls. Give you the rest of it. You think he get you you think he gave lick the balls and just they know the end point. I I think I'm not sure if I go that far, but I do think there's an element of them not the part of the reason why they want to just wrap this thing up in 13 episodes. They want to stop waiting on him in any possible way and just kind of get it out there. They're like, we know how it ends, we know the ending point, we're just gonna get the ending point our way. And we know some elements of Winds of Winter and, and Song of Spring. So let's just use what we know of that and make our own crafting thing because we don't want to play the waiting game. We're sick of answering the question. We don't know when George is going to finish it. We're sick of people saying, you can't fucking do shit because it's not what George is doing. Because I feel like it's its own entity and I love it in its own way. I don't think if you go good, bad, it's, it's easy to compare them. But I like different comic books, different versions of the X-Men. I like different versions of Batman. I like the one-off when Batman becomes fucking Dracula. And they're all different writers and different takes. I like Frank Miller's take on Batman. I like I like uh, all the original takes on Batman. I even like 50s Batman. So I can take similar stories and enjoy different ways of those stories being told. So, so that's why I try to enjoy both things equally in its own way. But I do think, Joe, there is probably some element of truth to what you're saying from the way things are playing out right now. Didn't say Dan and Dave uh, uh, that would have the red wedding soccer every... Yeah, didn't say Dan and Dave to have the red wedding soccer every episode. This is only for shock case. Shock's sake. Uh, Dean, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for everybody. But too much shock is not shocking anymore. It's an old thing with with, in a band. You know, I'm somebody that... And I can play the trumpet moderately okay but all i can do in the trumpet is solo and go i can't do that in every song of every band i'm in just take the trumpet and go because after a while people that are listening go okay all he's doing is blah 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 it's it's it it makes it less special than when a song where you're like holy shit this dude that hasn't pulled out a trumpet all nights pulling out a trumpet and going crazy on it it's a shock to the audience and it makes the audience go oh wow that's fucking cool and covers up my shitty playing but if i play all the time my shitty playing is more evident to the people that are real horn players and go oh wait he's just doing this 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 he has no real talent he's just making noise and rhythm so so i get it's it's the similar type thing that you can't just keep doing the same shocks it's gonna wear off the importance of it and red mentioned this and sam was saying that the roos and ramsey scene was really good because didn't know who you were who gonna kill especially in the rewatch and after watching Carmine's review and what Carmine said in the review about, about in our podcast about seeing the blade on Roos's on uh Ramsey's back that he doesn't usually carry that definitely foreshadowed it and watching it I'm like oh shit Carmine's so fucking right look at that he doesn't usually carry that it became like an obvious look sounds like you uh sounds you like you do some motor boat- boating on that trumpet yep Dan and Dave have to start stop 69ing that uh yeah I was going blah 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 Phil is Azora high yes Dan and Dave need to stop 69ing and read the fucking books uh fuck it one thing I didn't uh like about this is there was no screaming when you're eaten by dogs uh you fucking scream baby's getting eaten by dogs yeah you, you scream a lot 
You scream. Okay, here's another. Uh, oh, wow. From, uh, Mont- from Montreal. Hi, Phil and Kate. I've been a daily listener to you for over a year now. Great show. I would love to see your views on John's resurrection. Do you guys think it happened in a very linear, predictable fashion, making the event somewhat underwhelming? I'm one of those who reads the mel- reads that Melisandre was going to sleep to die, thus making a curveball into John's resurrection. I was only disappointed to see the red woman alive and well this episode in this episode. Thoughts? I would have preferred something more powerful and poignant. Thanks guys. Uh, Lord Ga- Gaius from Montreal. Thank you so much, Lord Gaius, and thank you for checking us out so much. We talked about this a little bit earlier on the show. I personally wasn't let down by the scene. I wouldn't have mind seeing Melisandre have to die to sacrifice, but I also like the parallels that they set up between Thoris Amir losing his faith and bringing back Beric Dondarrion, and that's Mel completely losing her face. I en- I enjoyed that. I know some people were slightly disappointed. Uh, Joe, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I can't remember if you... What did you think in general of John's resurrection scene i liked it um I, and i i didn't catch those comparisons of thoros's losing his faith and uh and her losing her faith until it was brought up in the comments and chat so i really kind of like that mm-hmm. as well um and someone else brought up in the comments about snow looking like snow wasn't uh ghost wasn't breathing when snow mm-hmm. was waiting to come back so i think that that I, I was really looking at that too, and for a few minutes it looked like the the wolf wasn't breathing. But then, right after everybody had left the room, you could see that that the, the pup was breathing. So, but yeah, I, I did like everything else that that went around it, and the, the losing faith, and like the, the you know, and and Mel even says that she had saw a priest do it once, and I think she's talking about Thoros uh, when she was there, and there was no way he should have been able to do it because he didn't have the faith. He wasn't a strong enough priest and all this other shit that why would he be able to do that? That's, that's ridiculous. And, and I, as powerful as I was, I don't have my faith anymore. So I shouldn't be able to do it either. Yep. And I, I want to add to this Quentin. This is how I feel about Ollie too. I want, they got the shipment. What? They got the whole shipment. I want that son of a bitch dead. I want him dead. I want him dead. I don't care. What am I alone in this world? Did I ask you what you're trying to do? Did I ask you what you're trying to do? I want him dead. I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. I want you to find this Nancy boy, Elliot Ness. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ass. That that's what I want to happen to Ollie. So th- thank you so much in the chat for inspiring that. I appreciate that. I was quoting, yeah, Quentin, you're gonna see in a second that uh, I know what you're quoting. By the sixth time, Thorisov could have uh, could have instantaneously do it. Practice, practice, practice. Oh, light bringer. Sorry, my light bringing trumpet. Yes, I'm I'm on that, Quentin. I saw I saw that shit. I'm not, I'm not letting that get passed for an excuse to play that shit. So, oh, fucking A, he did? Oh, awesome. Okay, so here we go. We got a few more comments and questions to get to. Let me uh, let me continue here into our thing. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I don't think John will kill him. He'll just forgive him. He will forgive him. Uh, hi, Phil and Joe. Yep, the Daily Listener. Hi, Phil, Joe, and Kate. Love you guys. Show Carmine's a great addition. Hope to see more guests on in the past. On my uh, uh, get more guests on in the future. On my rewatch of Game of Thrones, I've noticed that Arya is very undisciplined. Now, in this recent season, she's been humble due to being blind in the background of the first episode. Uh, they, 
uh, they show the Titan. Uh, learn the story, short, short mythos, Titans were said to be the gods of the Golden Age and were beaten by the Olympians. And out of the ashes, the Titans, humans were created. My theory is that Arya will either get disciplined enough to kill the Waif and become her own version of no one or be a Titan, faceless man, and be the best. So I think that Arya personally, where I think they're going with the Arya storyline is I think her ultimate goal is she's going to use elements of the Faceless Men similar to the way that she uses elements of what what uh, Serial Pharrell taught her and be the ultimate killer in the end. It'd be she she has so much hate and power or whatever or whatever, e not evilness desire and her own angel of death cause to go on that I think somewhere inside of her that it's all bullshit and that ultimately it's all just to get those names off the list. She doesn't care about the fucking faceless man bullshit. She doesn't care about being a water dancer per se. She wants to know the best way to kill all of the Stark enemies be a knight she always wanted to be a warrior she always wanted to shoot the bow and ride horses just like liana she uh she wanted to go to bravos in hopes of learning more water dancing uh for, like she was learning in the first place and then this really cool assassin shit hey you know sounds like a safer place to be than uh than here where everybody's trying to fucking kill me there's weird fucking amazon women the, the fucking hound the fucking everybody the needler all these fucking people i want to you kill. call so, me yeah. up you call yeah. you call brian and amazon like that eli says uh do you think that the cersei scene where she's pulling out her frayed gown with symbolism of her inevitable unwinding or or the start of her really coming undone into her madness yes Absolutely. I think this season's going to be all about from her end of her descending into complete fucking madness. Personally, why were the faceless men so open about their training? That's a good question. They're just kind of out in the streets. I think because everyone in that neighborhood, it's are probably so thankful to the faceless men for all that they do that they just it's it's like when you see the godfather and marlon and they're marlon brando's walking through his neighborhood feeling this is my neighborhood these are my oranges i can do anything in in my neighborhood so but it was a little not faceless men of the waif to just come out and then jack in a guard just kind of like walk in the street and do his training in the middle of the street with everybody walking watching and stuff so it was a little unbelievable Wonder Woman could stomp Brienne's ass. Just saying. Arya trading a needle for a kryptonite spare. Bravo, Dan and Dave. Arya will join the White Walkers. Arya, from my point of view, views all views the humans as evil. Bye, Lauren. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining your sharing your thoughts today. Yeah, no, she's got her own agenda. She's out of there as soon as she she feels like it. If if uh, she's gonna use them for what they she can use them for. Yes, and be done with them. That's what I feel. Yeah, we, I think we're both on the same board. With this we got a couple more voicemails and stuff to play, and a couple more uh, messages to get before we call it a day here. So let's play this message. What do you think is gonna happen with Ramsey? Do you think Wilson's men is gonna like challenge him on getting the getting the king of the north? I mean, people just keep killing the leader, and then they become king or queen or whatever. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. And this is Derek, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank and you. There's other people that have a better claim on it than the Boltons ever had on the the uh, lordship of of uh, all of the North. Like, no, there's other families that, 
like a the car starks have a huge claim on it and they kind of just let the car starks bow to the boltons here uh it's yeah. a little Joe, I'm, well. I'm with I'm with you too, Keo, Keo. But they wouldn't want their assassins known. 100% Keo. That's why I think it was a little obvious and stupid out in the street. Classic TV Wonder Woman or this new Cardassian Wonder Woman. Oh, classic. Linda Carter is probably not to get too far down my port my uh, childhood fantasies, but Linda Carter was as Wonder Woman was one She's of my up there. was one of my first early. Holy shit, that's a fuck. That's a fucking woman. Like I was, she spins, baby. Oh, oh dude, I choose violence. G- uh, George R. R. Martin knew the pitfalls of an adaptation when he selected Dan and Dave I'm sure intended to be finished I'm sure they intended to be more faithful I agree with that Critch I think in uh, a perfect world he thought he was going to be done with the series by this point but he got wrapped in that Marinese knot in so many other places because he has so much going on that he can't just keep the main story so he wants to just do everything and he's become successful enough that no one can really edit him, so he can never be finished till he wants to be finished. And it's an interesting point to get in, but I think all artists on some level need producers, and it helps. So it's interesting the place he's in, and I think he's in a place where he's just he's not going to finish till he's not going to take anyone's word for it. He's not going to finish this until he feels comfortable finishing it. So we're going to get a very 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 big fucking uh, very big book. Uh Linda Carter is still a smoke show. Yeah, she is. I saw her in one of those celebrity whatever shows and she actually does still look exceptionally fucking awesome. Those fucking eyes. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. George R. R. Martin wrote a book not to be uh refilmed. George R. R. Martin would rather fly to San Diego for a week to take photos with cosplayers. Uh, do we think that Bram will walk again after the Children of the Forest says Bram will be leaving the tree in the near future? That's a good question because we have seen Bram outside the tree. I think probably he'll just be on his little horse thing and and Hodor and mirror the same sort of practices, but I can't imagine how he would get his, his uh, power of walking back. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happened. Fucking Marine. Ugh. <laughs> yep. Like you said in interviews. Yeah. George R. R. Martin wrote the books not to be refilmed. Like you said in interviews, at least Dan and Dave show up to work on time. And yeah, I like, I feel like there's an undercurrent of, hey, I think these guys do a, a fucking awesome job. And when they had the material, they stuck to it for the most part, made some changes that I like, some changes that I don't. But for the most part, I fucking love it. And it's yep. just now when they get to their own stuff that it's still good, but you can tell that they ran out of the stuff. And part of that's on George for, I think he thought he was going to finish it by now and he decided not to. So they don't or have this bad blood. I don't, I don't know about that, Joe. I think you're creating bad blood where it doesn't exist. But, uh, but Joe, 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 you heard it here first. Joe Dirty Locks has the inside scoop. There's some bad blood between Dan and Dave and George. So, uh, so let's, uh, so let's check this out. Let's check out this uh, another voicemail. Hey guys, it's Jimmy Olsen Blues. I'm never up at this hour. Thank you for doing the show. I loved it. When he said, "When I was a boy, I wanted a dragon." even a little dragon, and I cried myself to sleep. I love that scene so much. You guys have a great week. Talk to you soon. I love your show. The show who must not be named Joe. Question for Joe. Who do you, th- uh, who do you think is playing Coldest? I finally give up on Fear the Walking Dead. Shit's just no good. To answer that, uh, to Jimmy Olsen, please thank you so much for leaving your comments. Great to hear your voice, buddy. Uh, when I was a kid, I was convinced that this bicycle handle I found in the woods, I could turn into a lightsaber. I must have spent... Just to do the May the 4th thing, I must have spent, 
I don't know, it was like a couple of years, not a couple of years from like four to six when I was, when I was just, I can do it. It's going to be a lightsaber. It's totally going to be a lightsaber. And, and so I could, you relate to that when you're a kid and you wish for things. And I know that's different. I also was obsessed with dinosaurs and I wanted a fucking pterodactyl. Dinosaurs don't exist. I guess that's more of an apt comparison. I, cause it actually existed in the past in Westeros. Dragons did exist in the past. They weren't a fake, a, f a fake thing. Oh, I want a fucking machine gun in Westeros. I, so it was like, I want a dinosaur. You know, you want it. Jurassic Park when it first came out. That was almost like Tyrion. A very, if Tyrion is a thousand on the case of getting his childhood dreams, the very first time Jurassic Park came out or the first, first time you go to like the Museum of Science in Boston and see the, like the large dinosaur stuff put together. It's that hat. You get like a tiny percentage of the feeling that Tyrion must have been feeling in that moment. As a kid, you wish for these things and you actually get to see it. Seeing something like Jurassic Park for the first time or seeing seeing the seeing uh, big dinosaur displays at museums or something. So huge, amazing moment that was very emotional for me watching that through Tyrion's eyes. Yeah, I, I, that was my favorite scene of this episode. Um, and uh, call me a sap, but my favorite scene of the last one was the Brienne and uh, Podrick given their yeah, that, little that... we swear to you sansa speech and shit like, i swear to you baby but this dragon should even top that like his little speech i agree that that uh even a little one when he said that like oh ramsey wants baby oh fucking dinklage critch says uh such a good actress craft mama says critch says ramsey wants to meet baby phil at the kennels oh leave me alone leave me alone i'm not going to it's time for technical difficulties break it's almost 420 <laughs> uh it's get it's get there we got a couple of more questions to get to uh so it is phil this is machine i just want to say i love how the episode would end uh i love how the episode ended in the chat but i can't stay up tonight this is from the other need but i want to ask say best episode ever also, Bran had the line of the episode, uh, the season in the series. You finally show me what I want to see, and then you take it away. Fucking great line. I thought the interaction, we, we were kind of being hard on it earlier, as I was mentioning on my second viewing. I noticed more what Joe was saying with the Blood Raven stuff. Uh, but I can't say enough how much all aesthetic value aside from the Bran stuff, the fact that Bran looks 20 years older, the fact that things didn't visually look quite right being them, the tree and stuff, the acting between the two of them, between Isaac and Max, both of them have a really good chemistry. And from Agreed. a performance standpoint, I loved every one of the moments. They were few, but every one of the moments we got to see with them share, see them sharing. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them and seeing their character relationship explored. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more of the, uh, frog, frog chip too that was sitting outside i i forget her name leaf leaf i believe is her name no 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 not the uh children oh mira she, the mira, mira. Yeah, mira. yeah i call it, she's one of the frogmen she's like is reed. she yeah uh, mira reed yeah she's uh jojen's brother holland reed's daughter yeah they call him the frog the Krenigman, the frogman or whatever <laughs> so yeah this this dude is this girl I, i'm looking forward for more more from her and i like this little setup that uh they had this child go out and talk to her and be like listen get your head out of your ass you got fucking shit to do this little fuck needs you get the fuck in there stop being a stop wallowing away you're you gonna just go fucking freeze to death out here come on get joe, your shit together joey get, have get some, on board 
We have some important stuff in the chat. John may not forgive Ollie after he learns how he intentionally sabotaged Mesa Verde for him. Thoughts? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that sounds like a fucked up thing to do to your brother. So Kyo says, I agree. So, uh, Brand's fucking 6'10 right now. How long has Brand been at that tree now? How many visions do you think we've seen already? We Okay, it's the one line I want to point out in that scene to kind of give a clue of that is that was the first thing that Brand has felt like mattered to him so he's seen other things but but he said to the uh the, he said to the three-eyed raven finally show you finally show me something i'm interested in so before then he's probably just looking around westeros like oh you can look over here you can look over here you gotta learn how to use the register i gotta figure out how to do that like he's just kind of showing him the basics and well it made it a point too like uh everything that we we've seen brand C has been like basically through his dog's eyes or through hodor there hasn't been too much other things yeah sam we kind of the way it's shot here is it comes out of focus in all the castles in Winterfell. There's the the tree is out there. The the um the with the face on it. Oh. The weirwood. The weirwood tree is in the in the middle of the of the area. They're training in front of it, and it zooms out from that to show us this courtyard and them and them having fun. And it's it's hinting on that even these trees that have been around for so long can be warred into that you can and everything they've they've uh that's taken place in their presence they have seen and they remember and you can and they're basically like a, a porthole to the past and everything that that tree has witnessed and i think that's a really special moment from this and uh i don't know if it was portrayed well enough but they really do they come out from that face in the in the tree i believe to start this kind of flashback scene and it's not just to tell us that bran is in the tree back there and it's bran having a flashback but that he's actually looking through the eyes of mm -hmm. this tree through yeah. the life force of this tree very good stuff joe very good stuff so uh that so leaf uh, leaf the child of the forest someone says uh we uh i hope the white walkers don't show up at the tree and interrupt the tower of joy flashback for me uh yeah absolutely i didn't love the way leaf looked either uh random question back in season six mel told aria that they are back i think it was season three uh mel told aria that they would meet again what was that about very interesting i i would love to see maybe because aria all the starks are going to get together at some point and melisandre is going to kind of be right in the flames but she, uh, she did, yeah, she doesn't, she, she gets everything wrong. <laughs> I was, she, when's the last time she got something right? Okay, so before we call it a night, let's read the description for next week's episode. Uh, where is it? My press release from Game of Thrones. Okay, press release, Game of Thrones. Here we go. Episode, season three, six, episode three, Oathbreaker. Daenerys is back. Daenerys meets her future. Bran meets the past. Tommen confronts the High Sparrow. Arya turns to no one. Varys finds an answer. Ramsay gets a gift. Okay, so let's play. Let's play the Johnny Carson game, Joe. Uh, da, 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 okay, da. start with the first one because I don't even remember the first two that you mentioned. Danny meets a future. Okay, she's on her way to to Doth Doth Vase, uh, Vase Dothrak. And she's going to see all the old crones again that she should be because dark, you know, maybe that's the future that they want that. I don't know. 
No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're onto something. She's she's <laughs> meeting what looks like is going to be her eternal future of sitting there and with all the other widows of the the calls and calls. Yeah, and and that's her future. What looks like from the description is going to be her future till till uh, Drogon decides to come back and they all bow to her. So Bran meets the past Tower of Joy. Uh, yep. the, we already saw the clip for that. Bran seeing the Tower of Joy. That's happening. Oh, we got a couple Dutch people in there in the chat. Speak Dutch. Let it out in the fucking chat. Do it. What's the deal with the Warlocks? Uh, were they written off the show? All I'm going to say about that, because I don't want to spoil something, theoretically, if we're going to see the Warlocks back from stuff in the books, we might see them this year. I don't want to say where we might see them, because that could be considered a spoiler, and I don't want to do that to you. But there is something that might if they do certain things about certain characters that we interact with that we may see this season or have seen this season already, the warlocks will become part of the, the story again. If that makes sense. People that know what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. People that don't will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so I confess I'm one of the second type. I don't know what the fuck. I'll tell you about. after, I'll tell you after the show, Joe. And, uh, Warlocks could come back if they see shoehorn them into the Manticore attack, and that's where we left uh, Piet Pre before they showed up with the Victoria later on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's they, also they they kind of set up in this last episode. They talk about the other cities that they've gone through already: Karth and Yunkai. Yunkai. Because uh, Astapor was taken out. There's actually three cities. She's kind of done this to. Uh, basically have revolted and the slave masters have taken back over the cities since Danny has disappeared. And so that is also a way to get back to the warlocks as well. In I guess. fairness, also what I'm saying, I could be completely wrong. I could be off. I could be, I could be off about my memory, but I do have a memory. If someone's going to write me in the comments, tell me Phil, and I will send you a message, but I could absolutely be wrong. People want to know what the fuck I'm talking about because that's why people will be like, I don't know what you're talking about because you're fucking wrong, Phil. And it has <laughs> happened. We, we we talk a lot here, so it is potential for being incorrect. Uh, and then we go, Arya will train with no one, more training with uh, the Faceless Men. Uh, with uh, yeah. I wonder what that's going to be. Tommen confronts the High Sparrow. Tommen finally tries to go there and get Marjorie back, which is going to lead our story to the point where the Tyrell army shows up with Jamie. And I don't know if that's going to happen this episode, but it's definitely leading towards that direction. Ramsey, uh, Varys finds an answer. This is the most interesting one to me. So Varys is going to find out who the who the harpy Harpies is, are. or is he going to find out something more, an answer about the new red woman? Is this is how going to be the new red woman gets introduced somehow via via Varys having an answer? Welcome, Danielle. Great to see you. Uh, great. When will Theon find the cock merchant? Great question. By the red woman gives Varys the answer of the harpy shit Good and brings her into the fold. Good, 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 very good potential there, Joe. I like that. Uh, so let us continue a little bit to this description. And, oh, shit, fuck you. No, get over here, you motherfucker. Okay. The uh, And Ramsey, Ramsey gets a gift. We talked a lot about the Ramsey getting a gift. Uh, Joe is a little bit leaning towards it being Theon or thinks it's Theon. I personally think it is uh, It is Osha and Rickon or Shaggy. I've changed, I've changed my mind. I believe it's now Littlefinger. You think it's a little Joe think Joe is now team little someone, finger. Someone mentioned it earlier in the in the in this show during this show. Someone mentioned it and I think you read their comment um about <clears throat> that it could be little finger or maybe so I, I that put the thought in my head earlier during this cast that it could be little finger and he's calling him little man. Um 
Who will break? So my, my first thought still is is Theon, but if if it's not Theon, my second choice for who it's probably going to be because it was Baelish that kind of set up this wedding. He may think Baelish is the one that got her out of there. Ren Renwood is with you, and I think Sam is too. That thinks it's Littlefinger uh, breaking the oaths to the Starks. What are we? Who are we going to see break oaths in this next episode? I think it's it, Oathbreaker could also be an ironic title in the sense that we see a lot of people taking oaths that they won't break, like with Ned's case with the Lyanna thing. That it's I cannot be an Oathbreaker or something like that. I think we may get parallels of that because we're seeing Tower of Joy here, and the an oath that Ned took is so important to that. So I think we're probably going to see both sides of that: someone that keeps an oath, someone that breaks an oath. Uh, a lot of different elements of that. Game of Thrones titles and associations with the episodes are never quite as simple. The best person or broke his oath oh hodor broke his oath and that's why he says hodor uh i always like to give shout outs to other game of thrones uh youtubers and other just youtube people in general the best person for exploring what titles mean with the episodes around that does it is aussie man's review so if you're not watching aussie man he always what makes that an element of his review and he's in a way hilarious. in a way he's hilarious and he's a wicked intelligent dude the way he hooks things together and i'm always like oh shit i ain't looking at things that way when i watch his review so people haven't already checked out Aussie man's reviews which if you want to hang with that motherfucker yeah he's just he just seems like a cool guy so definitely check those out if you are and I think he's one of the most uh I I love his take on things he always looks at things from a really cool perspective so let me uh, enough let me get my lips off of Aussie man's uh, he's he's actually one of the only like I subscribe to a lot of channels and I confess that I don't really watch like more than a couple seconds at a time of a lot of videos but I find myself when he's doing a video that I find interesting, like a Game of Thrones review or something like that, I can't stop listening to him. Like, yeah. He's just fucking hilarious. He makes me fucking laugh my ass off. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great guy. He's, he's one, he is one of the best. So uh, so here we go. Do you think that Carol, Harold Cardstock is playing Ramsey? I think so, Witch Troll. Uh, that's on the that's the camp I am. Yeah, yeah, Maggie, I was just about to tell t- Oh, what did Maggie say? Maggie Ooh, said flashback. Who's crazy? Are we going to see a flashback to to seeing Jamie kill the Mad King. It does look like that in some of the previews we had seen, some of the preview images. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that flashback as well. Uh, it's Rickon and Theon will rescue him, redeem himself, and be killed by Ramsay. Uh, the gift is a magical wilding potion that keeps babies from aging. <laughs> oh, we're, so we're going to see uh, Sam and Gilly this episode. Good call. What about Jamie's impending punishment from the church? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Jamie kill all of those fucking sparrows. That's what I want to say. I cannot fucking wait to, to see, see what Braun has taught him with his left hand. And and also, I think Carmine said this, and it's worth pointing out. Get the guy a fucking blade to put on the hand. Get him a. I know it might be kind of Austin Powers villainy, but get him a hook on for that. Kyburn, get get on that shit, dude. Get a, get him get him something that he can use as a weapon for that too. And I just so want a chainsaw. Like I want to see Team Jamie and Team fucking Zombie Mountain wipe out all of that fucking crazy motherfuckers. All those fucking uh, sparrow douchebags. Uh, no. Uh, what's up, Daniel? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll we'll give Aussie Man a try and uh, some great stuff. Welcome up. So everybody, I think this is a good time to just call it. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Another great feedback show. Like I said, let us know in the comment section if you enjoyed this kind of stuff or if you're listening to the audio cast. Let me know. Email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. You can always tweet me at igetissuesman. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Huge thanks to everyone in the live motherfucking chat that joined us today and everyone that's been helping to 
uh, promote and push the channel. Devin Carmine, specific shout outs to you guys. It's fucking awesome for all the efforts you guys have put in to kind of push us out there. So means so much to us. And Al Red Sox fan, of course, another special shout out to him. But all the friends of Phil for all your support and keeping an awesome, great community. So when all these new people come in, they have some awesome folks to get to interact with. So Craft Mama, Jim, Critch, Drag, Dragon, fucking Dragon. Uh, Bionic, Ricey Reviews, uh, Walking David, fucking uh, so many awesome people that are in the chat right now. Ren Renwood, who's been listening to us since for fucking way too long. She's like, I fucking, I know those guys by now. We've, we've been listening to us for so long. Love you, love you, Ren. Thank you for all the support oh, yeah. everyone has been giving us. We appreciate that. So if you want us to continue to do these feedback shows, let us know in the comment section. We uh, we, had, we have a good time and this is a, uh, and this, this is some good time. So everybody, we will talk to you next time. You can always subscribe to our audio cast too on iTunes, iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we do have a PayPal and a Patreon if you ever want to donate. And we just started a t-shirt store with some t-shirts. This is the first run, so I'm still figuring out the stuff. So if anyone's interested in maybe getting one of those, you can check out all of that in the description box below. So enough shilling for me, enough of that bullshit. I've got someone with a gun to my back going, shill your shit, Phil. Fucking do it, you fucking asshole. But no, everybody, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that's bought in a t-shirt so far. That really means a fucking ton to me. So everybody, we will be back on Sunday to talk about some Game of Thrones. Theoretically, there may be a cast tomorrow night, which is more of a music best guitar player cast. It might be this Thursday or next Thursday. I haven't, we haven't figured out the details yet, but keep an eye out for that. But our next game, I'll of definitely th- post it uh, early so I can set my reminder because I want to watch it. I want to watch. It's you and Craig, right? Yeah, it'll be me and Craig. So, dude, oh, I can't wait for that. So, <laughs> so ultimately, make sure you check that out. But if you're looking for Game of Thrones content or your Game of Thrones TV stuff, uh, our next podcast will be on Sunday for some Game of Thrones action. So, everybody, thank you so much. I love you, Ren. John Zeta. Uh, Walking David is coming to the f- yes, and Walking David will absolutely be joining me on a feedback show sometime this season. We got to figure out the right week, but uh, Walking David's going to be joining us, and it'll be real awesome to have the Walking David. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Seconds. Oh shit! Oh. oh shit! Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, we have to shut up. I agree. Well, in your last ninety seconds, Phil, wh- when's Braun coming back? Good question. I want to see Braun back. I miss him. Star Trek discussion soon. Star Trek discussions happening very soon, and I'll do a quick announcement that out of it. Hopefully, Gotti will be joining me, and Joe will be joining us sometimes too. But when the Star Trek new Star Trek series comes, we will be covering that on the channel, and I want to bring probably over the summer when when our shows are all on break and we're kind of looking for more random content, we're going to probably bring back some more Star Trek talk. And I know Joe's eager to do that. And also the Daredevil cast will be coming at some point. We're going to talk season one of Daredevil, season two of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So we're going to talk about all of the series. The Netflix Marvel content. Right. So we're going to do a podcast of that coming up soon too. It'll be one of these weeks. We just need to figure out the right time to do it. So everybody, thank you so much. We will talk to you guys all on Sunday. Later. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy it. Enjoy your evenings or days whenever you're watching this. Grab your sword and shield. It's a stolen horse. It's real. It's Groundhog Day on a three-day course. Final man starts to strafe. Keeps his weapon. If you want to be safe, run around like a stick in the mud In the fairy rains, in the mouths of floods It's funny how evil can push politeness You can't fight, it's a time crisis
Sopranos will be back this summer. Sopranos will absolutely be back this summer as long with Sopranos will be back this summer as well as Matt joining us for a craft beer podcast over the summer too where we're drinking some different kinds of craft beers and helping people as they start out in the journey of that. So Matt will absolutely be back this summer. You can't wait to get back into the action. Ooh.